welcome to Stays Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those who need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stays Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at StaysCrunchyandMilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, at the website, stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy, and over on Twitch, where we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, The Real ODP, and I'm your host, the Internet's Tayrail713. Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy. I was always taught my do's and don'ts. For do's I did, and for don'ts I said I want them from Brooklyn, a place where stars are born. Streets are shot up, apartment buildings are torn and ripped up, stripped up, shacked up and backed up. From fiends cost the bosses on the scene, they get cracked up. Kids are slinging in my lobby. Little Steve and Bobby getting paid, but it's a life threatening hobby. Yeah, they still play hide and seek. The fiends seek for the crack and they hide and let the cops peek. Grown folks, they say they should be on their own before the gangs come and blow up their mom's home. Because the lifestyle was hectic, so fucking hectic. Papa power bullets are rejected. My lifestyle was so far from well. Could have wrote a book with a title age 12 and going through hell. Then I realized the plan. I'm trapped in a deadly video game with just one man. Over here ahead of myself. <laughs> so I don't only watch my back, I watch my front. Because it's the niggas who front, they be pulling stunts. Back on the Ave of Labona in Bristol with a pistol. Sticking up Pamela and Crystal. You know your town is dangerous when you see the strangers. Kid come home from doing a bid and nothing changes. What is the meaning of crime? Is it criminals robbing innocent motherfuckers every time? Little shorties take a walk to the schoolyards, trying to solve the puzzles to wise life so hard. Then as soon as they reach the playground, blow, shots ring off. None of them, now one of them lay down. It's so hard to escape the gunfire. I wish I could rule it out like an umpire, but it's an everlasting game. And it never ceased to exist. Only the play has changed. So I got your back, but you best to watch your front because it's the niggas in front. They be pulling stunts. Hello, welcome to it. It's Stage Crunchy Milk. It's episode 428. And we out here, Shibuya. I'm joined by my my best friend, Statum 216. Heidi Ho, neighbors. Slushbox 2099. Some call me the Neo of COVID. And it's the RV in Puerto Rican, the real ODP, my homeboy, Gabe. Uh, broadcasting from the free state of Florida. I don't know what to do with that. So, uh, I'm just, uh, oh, me, I'm the Interstate Rose 13. I'm your host. I do this shit every week. You know what it is. Uh, we are remote, which means remote rules apply. We do a little news. We do a little ch- chat about how our lives are going. I... Uh, it's real simple, you know what I'm saying? We do a little amateur ass, so we get the fuck on out of here. It's crazy. And so let's hit the news channels right hit the hit the news board right quick and get to it. This is uh from the independent Trick Krim writes there, as far as I remember. Uh no, no, he no longer writes there. He left. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. Could cannabis help fight COVID? New study reveals two chemicals that may block infection. 
the reason I chose this article is the best written one about this shit that was not so seemingly salacious and just like saying we need to stop the we'll stop the the, the disease and I'm like no I need I need the science behind this and this uh, this this particular article presents the science I believe the, the science article. behind it is smoke weed every day <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's wrong here the real science is um, what I keep on hearing is why nobody who smoked crack ever got COVID yet. Uh, a non-psychoactive compound found in live cannabis plants could help sabotage the spike protein on coronaviruses scientists have found this is by eo dots this man's name is eo io so i want eo dots a a chemical found in live cannabis plants could help prevent could help protect human cells against coronavirus infections research suggests a study by scientists at the Oregon State University and Oregon Health and Science University found that two acids present in hemp, a type of cannabis plant used widely in cloth, paper, and, and, and as a drug, were able to jam the gears of the virus that causes COVID-19. The researchers say that the two compounds combine onto the SARS-CoV-2 virus spike protein, which it uses to invade and commandeer human cells, and which gives the coronavirus family its name. However, the compounds probably cannot be consumed by any of the traditional methods of taking cannabis as a drug, meaning they would have to be harvested separately to make a specific medicine. Uh These cannabinoid acids are abundant in hemp and in many hemp extracts, said lead author Mm. Richard Van Bremen of OSU's Global Hemp Innovation Center. They're not controlled substances like THC, the psychoactive, psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, and have a good safety profile in humans. And our research shows that hemp compounds are equally effective against variants of SARS-CoV-2. The study, published in the peer-reviewed Journal of Natural Products on Monday, examined numerous plant extracts such as red clover, wild yam, hops, and licorice for potential affinity with the COVID spike protein. The spike protein is a microscopic structure protruding from the body of the virus, featuring a chemical receptor sites that have evolved to bind onto the outer parts of human cells. If another chemical binds to those receptors, it can block them, making them useless. The two compounds that worked best were cannabigirolic, wowzers, that's a word, acid known as CBG-A, and cannabidolic acid known as CBDA. Both precursors to the better known chemicals in, in cannabis drugs. The former exists only while the cannabis plant is growing, while the latter is converted into CBD, one of the key ingredients in recreational and medicinal cannabis through burning, vaping, or baking. The chemicals work well against both the alpha and beta variants of the coronavirus, raising the prospect that they might also function against Omicron and other mutations. Our data shows our data shows CD, CBDA and CBGA are effective against the two variants we looked at. And we hope the trend will extend to other existing and future variants, said Mr. Van Bremen. And that is the story. So how long before uh, CBD stores start claiming, uh, take this to help fight COVID, even though we know we, I mean, I just read y'all what the deal is and it definitely ain't that. Well, I started um, around, um, during the pandemic last year, I started taking a little bit of hemp oil and putting it in my oatmeal for dietary reasons and Maybe that's why I haven't. Well, I haven't had much sickness going on with me. Right on. Well, we 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 will uh, find out 
Eventually. And all the all the crack I've been smoking. So and all the crack, of course. We don't want to sleep on the crack. And all the crack. And all and all the crack. You can give me. Uh, <laughs> I just found that to be interesting. And uh, and uh, again, I'm always. It's it's funny to me how how much we have been kind of fucked over uh, by by the, by the when they made hemp and uh, cannabis illegal in this country and around the planet because they followed suit. They're like America says it's illegal. Let's all say it's illegal. Because for we could have been studying this shit this whole time and been using it for so much this whole entire time. And Those damn jazz time, cigarettes. It's always something comes up and it says, "Oh yeah, this shit is uh, it's great for this. It's great for that. It keeps turning out to be great for so many things." And how interesting that uh, prohibition fucked us for so long, and, and technically to this day, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we are doing some research with it, but reality, it is it is still not federally legal. So. That's what's up. Uh, this is from the good people over at Scene. Ant sent this one to me. I thought it was pretty funny. Some favorite vanity license plates that Ohio rejected in 2021. Uh, one is hello, and another is pork in it. <laughs> Allison Bobka. Uh, Allison Bobka posted this story on Scene is how they describe it. Posted. I don't know if that means that they wrote it, but whatever. The Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles recently released a list of the 827 vanity vanity plate applications that it had rejected in 2021. That's because there are rules regarding vulgarity, hate speech, speech, racism, general decency that guide the department as they give a thumbs up or thumbs down to submissions. Here's how the process works. Each year, thousands of Ohioans submit vanity license plate requests to the Ohio BMV, and most are approved. However, it's the job of the seven-person special plates review committee. Jesus, with the help with the help of the internet, thanks, Urban Dictionary, and a database of previously rejected plates to weed out the harmless from the not okay for road consumption. All right. Um. Last year, many of the rejected plates referred to politics, including many variations of "fuck Biden" from right-leaning oh. Ohioans. Or bodily functions. The BMV did not prefer, refer, permit references to butts, cutting, I ate ass, asshole, <laughs> and ass man, perhaps a nod to Seinfeld. The agency also denied breast references like tits out, boobies, and titties. Penises apparently, penises apparently don't belong on license plates either with the BMV denying nice cock, Lil Peen, and small pee pee. <laughs> they sound like all my aliases. <laughs> also, no, excuse me. Say goodbye to toilet jokes. The BMF didn't want full shitter or pee pee time. There was no room for romance if the BMV rejected. Milf lover. Sorry. Anal sex. <laughs> pussy power. Pork in it. Come for me and bend over. And and nobody was allowed to be AF as fuck anything. Pagan no. AF, thick AF, and smooth AF were all denied. In October, Ohio unveiled a new license plate design that hilariously included a backwards airplane to the delight of Twitter users. The plane has since been fixed and went into circulation at the end of December. Get the fuck out of here. 
So uh, I, I only reason I'm, I am uh, even a little bit hip to the whole uh, vanity plate thing is my kid has a vanity plate. He uh, asked for one for his car uh, early in the process, and uh, I was like, if you can get that car up and running <laughs> and it can pass the e-check, I got you. And he did both those things. He caught me so excited when he passed that e-check because he went to what is known to be a, 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 an easy pass out in a – there's an automated uh, e-check machine out in North Railton that seems to pass just about anything. So <laughs> he went out there and, uh, it, and indeed it did work and he, his car passed e-check and I was like, fair enough champ. So his, he has, he has a, a personalized plate on his car and uh, I, I, I had to laugh at it cause it's a very cool plate here. I'll tell you what the plate says and uh, I'll edit it out the shows. So motherfuckers can't be, you know, coming from my child, but his, his, <laughs> his plate says, that's the name of his car, because it's, it's shaped like a fucking. Uh, he said he says the the Volvo is shaped like a. Ah. And they asked, they was like, "What does that mean?" I go, I, I go, it's literally shaped like a. You can come out here and look at it right now. <laughs> they want to look at the car, and they're like, hmm. and okay, apparently it, it got past the, uh, past the uh, review committee there, <laughs> who did not find it offensive, even though some might. Oh, but the. I don't. I don't appreciate their lack of allowing truth in advertising with little peen and uh, and small peen getting uh, getting disallowed. So my man, my man uh, Seth Macy, who's been on the show before, uh, lives in Maine, and Maine is very cool with you putting whatever basically you want on your license plates. For a minute there, my man had a warrior plate, a, a plate, a license plate that said Wario. He had one that said "fuck yourself," but it was spelled in a in a real fun way. I think it was like F U K yourself <laughs> you and so forth so uh. these are plate these are plates that like he no longer has so i'm not tripping off of it but uh yeah he he, he got that state just uh be letting it walk Didn't yeah, get away I'm, I'm, I'm sorry what weenus <laughs> yeah i wonder um like could you like um like you know kind of put up a fight you'd be like I'm not lit as F. I'm um I'm Air Force. I'm lit Air Force. What are you talking about? You can deny a man of the military. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, this, is do my, have... this is my service. <laughs> I'm Harry Air Force. How many uh, digits do you need like for your vanity plate? Is it seven? Uh, I think seven is your max. So. So you, kind of, you got some so wiggle room. So I could submit no masks. <laughs> I mean, sure. See what happens. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm gonna go with mask off. You know, what I'm saying in the future song. Oh, you know, that's a good one can... too. Yeah. So. <laughs> could go with anything. You'd be like, I love that song. It's great. Uh, this one is super brief because it's not really a story. It's more of a hey, this guy made this video. But again, this aunt sent me this one. It's pretty good. Uh, Shay Diddy. Over at mm-hmm. 106.1 K-Mail, number one for hip-hop and R&B. I don't know where K-Mail is located. Uh, hmm. I guess I'll I should... I, why you, uh, thank uh, you. Why, you, why you talking? Man makes diss track about his baby's mom, shoots music video at her job. <laughs> <laughs> the hate is real. Ohio rapper Gooch Galore made a diss track about his baby mama. Then he takes his petty behavior to the next level by shooting the music video at her job in McDonald's. You can, uh, if you were so inclined, watch below. And in fact, I will uh, 
Try to out here. Let me open it. I have to open it in YouTube. And I will email you guys the uh the link to the video. Well, Anthony already has it, but that way, because uh, I know the chat uh sometimes doesn't agree with uh Gabriel's computer, so all right. Well, that was the old computer. Oh, you know what? Hey, bro, then you know what? I don't always doubt to try. You let me know how this goes. Kamel? K M E L? K L O. Given that, uh, what is it again? Uh, K M E L. Like, K should be a- across the Mississippi. It's just how uh, normally this shit works. Oh, it is? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's either across Mississippi or on the other side of the Rockies, if I'm not mistaken. One of those is the is the, the line of delineation where you start getting different letters at the front of your uh, stations, unless they are old stations. Because some very old stations still have their old letters. K Mail seems to be um, San Francisco, so I don't know if, if they picked it up. All right, yeah, yeah. Number, uh, number one for hip hop and RB in the Yay area. Very cool. All right, question for the show. Uh, uh, well, especially the two hip hop uh, heads. Um, how do you feel about this trick? How do you only put that on us? Yes. <laughs> why? Why is it head? Like, why? What, who picked head as the part of the body? Like, is there? Is there other like fascinations out there that like correspond to other parts of the body? Like, sneaker foots. I'm a sneaker foot. Why is everything <laughs> got to be? A, why is everything got to be a something head? Like, it does have to be something head. Yeah. Huh. A question for the ages. I don't um, know. Like, like I'm a booty mouth. <laughs> a, a booty mouth? That's your show title. I'm a booty mouth. <laughs> I don't know if, if that'll pass. Uh, for right now, it remains your alternate title. I'm a booty you think, mouth. You think I get that as a, as a, as a vanity plate booty mouth? <laughs> uh, I don't think I want to pass. <laughs> Too many letters. <laughs> All right, Daniel, from the good people of Quora, how did the practice of suffixing the word "head" after fans of a particular something, deadheads, potheads, etc., originate? Headhead. This, this is by Jonathan Green, who is a, a lexographer, which is a dope ass name of title. Man, I want to be a lexographer. I'm a lexographer and establish etymologies in a central part of is a, is a central part of making the dictionary. As listed in my database, the use of head as a suffix has progress in this way. As well as referring to some examples of each use, I offer some lesser known ones where possible, though not in section two, the earliest here. Uh, Using a very variety of combs in which heads is linked to create a term with negative personal meaning, often fool or idiot. The implication that is the head in question is shaped like or otherwise resembles the noun. Also, less frequently used with adjective, e.g. airhead. Example include blockhead, bonehead, cabbage head, huh. dickhead, egghead, meathead, pinhead, pointyhead, and shithead. No knucklehead? Uh, not in that one. How about, how about headhead? <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody want? Used in various combinations to mean a fan or devotee of a particular thing, e.g. certain type of music, example, includes chiphead, hoghead, metalhead, petrohead. It is it is to this group that the brand name terms, e.g. deadhead and potter, potterhead, I've never heard mm. that. Never heard of cabbagehead either. Belong. You cabbagehead motherfucker. 
think I heard a lot of people being called cabbage head before to make fun of people. Hmm. You know what? That just that just basically says what the, the dictionary definition is. It doesn't tell me how we got there. What the? I have to research that further and see if I can come with you. You'll get you an answer, uh, Box. That is a you presented a fine question to the class, and I would like an answer to it. But the, okay, uh, what's the question? Oh, the question I was going to ask. What's the point of diss tracks if the person can't respond back? That's like punching down. It's not really a diss track. They 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 just did that that I'm gonna go with that that uh, the K mail uh, write up was made a little more salacious by saying it's a diss track. Ah, uh, it's just a song about them dudes, baby mom. I mean, it's it's uh, Miss, it's, it's, it's Miss Jackson. A, oh, that's about the baby mama's <laughs> model. It's been a couple diss tracks that um, you know about people who like either weren't rappers or you know it was a, like, about family members or you know I, I yeah. guess um, Eminem Obi, was the best at you that. You can get stomped by Obi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he made it. He dissed his mother several times, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon, like. <laughs> He he does he does win after everybody. So I can hear that. Right, on the back though. As we, as we sit here in this general area of discussion, how do y'all feel about Eminem as a rapper? I feel like after he got clean, his music started to suck, and then, <laughs> um, like I like his like his maybe first three or four albums, mm. but then after that, it's like, um. It takes a lot to stay hungry when you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think I think that's kind of where I, where I am with it. With Eminem, people people love Eminem and swear that he's a goat. And I'm just like, mm, we on this matter, we disagree. And I feel, uh, I feel like Eminem's the goat to certain people because of the color of his skin. Exactly. Um, I feel like. <clears throat> After a certain point, like, yeah, he could rap fast or stuff like that and do some different things, but like his content just, like I said, it just didn't speak to me anymore after a while. It's like, I don't want to hear about drugs and killing Kim anymore. I'm good. And then after that, you're not even talking about uh, drugs and stuff anymore. You're just talking about killing Kim. Mm. Like, in the beginning, a lot of his shit was real weird. Like, like the shit that I got exposed to on MTV felt like it was just made to like be on MTV. Mm. So it, I didn't take it too seriously. And then, like you know, like Guilty Conscience, a couple of things that like, came out, and like they were kind of thought provoking and interesting. Then he had some shit in the middle when he was like really fucking drugged up that he himself has even admitted was like fucking trash. Mm. And then he got clean ish and some of it was alright like I like some of the, the stuff that came out but I haven't listened in a very long time and I would be the first one to admit that I'm in no way an expert on the subject where I would feel comfortable making like a firm stance on in any shape, way shape or form but if I had to take a guess I would guess that he's not like quote unquote the greatest but I'm also ill equipped to make that assertion 
See, Dan is exactly right about um, a few things. Eminem, uh, uh, his albums always had a formula. He always had like the MTV song on each, like even from the beginning, it's like he, I think um, he was like, this is my dance song. Like that's him talking on the track. And even every year on those albums, it was like the same woman singing on those tracks. Um, But like I said, it was just like the first album was very weird. Like he, like he was using like drug lingo, like in, I feel like, well, I was like 17 when the first album came out. And I was like, man, I don't know any, I don't know what any of these things are he's rapping about. I don't know what shrooms are. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it was like, what, like 99, 2000, something like that. 98, uh, it was, uh, 98 99. Yeah, like, I think I, I was w- still in middle school when it was like hitting TRL and shit like that. Yeah. I wasn't even going to listen to him. Cause everybody's like, man, his album is great. And then like uh, my best friend, like we was playing like NBA live and shit in this room, and he was playing, and I was like, it's it's some good songs on here. Um, and like, um, God, I think Brain Damage was the song that um, that like that really got me, like because that that song was really really clever, like. Um, my friend was like, "Do you get it? He's Frankenstein." I was like, "Okay, I guess, man. I guess." <laughs> I mean, I've never. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I've never owned an Eminem album. I mean, I've heard them. I just never like said this is for me. I I didn't like my name is. Yeah. I just didn't. Is- the first song I was exposed to him by him, and he had to overcome me not liking that song. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I'm not gonna even say just with Eminem. But like with most albums, especially growing up, the singles and stuff, a single had to be really good in order for me to like it. I was always the type of dude that's like, no, no, man, I don't want to hear a single. I want to hear, um, I, I know I'm still in this from the office. I don't want to hear any singles. I want to hear some deep cuts. Like <laughs> it was always about what else was on an album and not the single. Like, exactly. Uh, Which is a. Which is interesting to me because, like I said, the first Eminem song I was like, "Yo," was the song where he was rapping over a Soul Caliber track. It was like him and like uh, Master Ace and somebody else, and that shit was like, I was like, "Oh, okay, that kid can really spit." And of course, everybody else is like, "Hi, my name is." Like, no, this is not what's popping with this dude. Yes, that's a that's a fun track, I guess. But Uh, yes, and that but that's what drew most of us in because, like, me being in middle school, I I I wasn't like into like underground rap or looking for that kind of shit like i was watching tv and yeah. mtv played hi my name is that's you know how i knew him is that fucking weird dude that like raised his voice to that high pitchy tone and did wacky shit and then he had like real slim shady which was more of that wacky dress up in characters yeah. and you know make fun of people shit and like curtain call got a little more serious you know, with like Mockingbird and all that kind of shit, toy soldiers and stuff, which I felt like was more of a like when he started to kind of turn a little bit away from that, like the wackiness. Yeah, the wacky, drug-addled sounding, weird, fucked up dude to like more of a serious person, but with still some humor to it, at least in comparisons. But um, 
Yeah, like it got like kind of crappy there in the middle, and I toned out, turned off a little bit, and then uh, yeah. Go ahead. He really, really. You, I, that's another thing that you remind me of. He really, really steered away from that sense of humor and those tongue and cheek bars. Like maybe that is kind of where he lost me because, and I'm not talking about like Slim Shady or My Name Is, but like the other songs, like um, you know, like I Never Met You, Give You Mushrooms, Girl. <laughs> where uh, no, I'm sorry, it's called My Fault. Where it's like he's having fun with it. And that song would never be a single, but it was hilarious. Um, like I was surprised when Brain, uh, not Brain Diamonds, but um, what's the what song with him and Dr. Dre on the first album? Guilty Conscience. Yeah, Guilty Conscience. I was very surprised when I that when I became a single. So much so that that song is very very far away from the album version. Like the single version is very different. Um, which you know is not surprising because they wanted it to, to be more of an MTV appeal. But the thing about it too is, it's like there's such graphic content in that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like that's how I can't believe it was ever a TV single. Just because when you listen to the material, it's like talk about date rape and yeah. fucking robbery and murdering your wife. <laughs> Man, I, 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 no lie, I was. Singing it to myself, like because I, like I said, I do like that song, and I was um, just thinking about it. Like, ain't you ever seen that one movie, Kids? No, nah, but I seen a porno with Son Dubious. It's like, um, man, don't you? Do you ever want to get hauled off to jail? Nah, fuck that shit. Hit that shit, raw dog and bail. It's like they blanked out most of that song. Like, yeah. um. <sighs> Man, times times like that that was only like twenty years ago, but shit. Um, but see, you can't say they that tapped, shit no more. They tapped into or, that fucking wacky character that he played in those earlier songs because when they were playing the video, Dre was the serious guy, and Eminem was the fucking like strung out wacky devil on your shoulder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, even though they were rapping about serious shit. He was fucking yucking it up and joking around like it wasn't nothing, no big deal, and yada yada yada. Yeah, what made it's me like think people- of it was um, the dude who narrated that video was the dad off of um, with like I guess like the grandfather off of Everybody Loves Raymond. It's funny how like my my like my brain just um, like moves and shifts. Like I'll think about one thing. I thought about um, Danny Tanner dying this week. Which made me think of that dude. I was like, I wonder if he's still alive. Which made me think of that video. Uh, it, man, I just be playing six degrees of separation in my head all the yeah, time. The line that gets you there. I just always felt like people. People were like, Oh my god, here's a who's a, here's a, here's a white MC who could stay in the pocket if he so chooses. Sometimes Eminem be just rapping all off over here, but he could stay in the pocket. He could rap about more serious shit. And like before that, we didn't really have too many white rappers to pull that off. It was like it was fucking third base, who was pretty dope, but very New York. And uh, we had Milk Bone, who was pretty dope, but very New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't I mean, know if people remember Milk Bone like I do. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, like Eminem became like the great white hope for like a you know a group of people who weren't widely accepted into that music genre, like. He kind of like was was like That's our a, door. Very interesting that you say that because white people have been down with hip hop pretty much since 
day one. Like like the first like popular hip hop hip hop song goes Rapper's Delight is of course using a sample from a white group that was super into rapping. I think so, there's a difference though between like being a fan of or enjoying and being allowed to partake. No, that's the point. I'm saying I'm saying she like saying good times. They literally rapped along with that. It was like they were a part of it. It's like from but the I'm beginning. Not, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying for black people. I'm saying for no, white no. People. I'm saying I'm I'm saying those people were white people. No, no. What I'm saying is it was a gateway for white people to be in, like to allow themselves to be in. Oh, yeah. see, well, see, they 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 didn't think they had a door, and they was like, it turns out white people have been there the whole time, and maybe yeah. I just didn't know about it. Because yeah, I know you didn't know about it because MTV didn't tell y'all about it. Yeah, yeah, think of like the suburban families and stuff that like they they grew up with like fucking '80s hair metal and shit. Those kids, like me, you know, like I got exposed to some things just because of the neighborhoods that like I you know I went to school in. But like most kids, like it might would have been my situation, would never have been to expose something something like that. So when they see someone like Eminem on TV doing like rapping and doing stuff that they're not accustomed to, it opens up some more eyes and kind of like brings more people into a genre that like society would not have let them into otherwise due to their surroundings. Hey Young black teenagers walked so uh, Eminem can run. For real, for real. <laughs> like I said, people don't know about young black teenagers. Long Island's finest. Oh my gosh, bro! It's, it's like it's so many. Like it was so many white rappers and white rap groups like, and shit that I, I was aware of. That- like think about like before that, who would have been the 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 white group for white people? Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Third and place, like, of course. And they had that same kind of corniness to them that Eminem came out of the gates with uh, at first. At first. You know? Very much so, yes. That, that that their first album. So I mean, like you know, so Beastie Boys technically started as a punk group, and then they dropped their rap album. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and then their next album after that was a little more. It, they kind of kind of fell into the the lane that you that you know the Beastie Boys as. Mm-hmm. But I like I always I, that's not so. I always appreciated white rappers who was putting in work. You know, putting in like not trying to be comedic, not trying to be goofy. Because I was like, I felt like, okay, these people are respecting the craft that I fuck with. And so I was, like I said, that's how I was listening. And I know it just seems like I'm almost mold. I, I look at me, the hipster of hip hop, but I mean, I really am. I've been around for a very long time. And so I fuck with LP and, and, and went up from his, from his first group, which is a, a, a whose name is just not going to come to me because right, right when I needed to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> company flow, forgive me. So I fuck with LP from Company Flow forward, and so Company Flow takes me to run the jewels with little to no effort. And like, so me fuck with LP and Company Flow gets me to Aesop Rock, which gets me to Atmosphere, which gets me to any number of white rappers who I've been fucking with this whole time. And so it always makes me just kind of like I have to, you know, giggle a little bit that I'm like, people didn't people who were not into hip hop like I am, and especially underground shit like I am. Just didn't know didn't know about these dudes, or maybe they did, or whatever. So like now to now, so we're up to like Jack Harlow. I fuck with Jack Harlow. Been fucking with Jack Harlow. My son always laughs because he said, "Man, you put me on the Jack Harlow dad." And now Jack Harlow's wildly popular. You know what I'm saying? He's a super popular kid, and it's like I like that I was down with him. I guess he's more underground shit ahead of the uh, the rest of the people. But now he's just like you know he's wildly popular, so he just does his own thing. Machine Gun Kelly used to rap. Now, I don't know any of Machine Gun Kelly's work at this point, but now he's more of a sing-songy guy. Uh, Yellow Wolf used to rap, and now he's more country music, which I'm like, wow, that really took a turn. <laughs> but that's also something I also have noticed. I, 
That name sounds yeah. familiar. Yellow Wolf. Is it got like a kind of like a TikTok he's song from, or something? I, I don't know, maybe, but uh, he's from Alabama. He's been around for a very long time. But uh, I also noticed that a lot in music, even as I, as I as I've grown. It's like you'll have these people come in, these white people. I'm just be real with you, and they'll be doing music of, of a certain genre. Like Pink. We'll use Pink, for example. Pink came in on said, there you go. You know, doing some real, like, you know, poppy R&B shit. But then immediately more, linked more, more, I guess, poppy rock. You know, more pop rock is where Pink ended up taking her shit to. And a lot of people would do that shit. They come in, you know, uh, my man Everlast from House of Pain. That's another yes. white rap group. Became Whitey Ford sings the blues. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it was always like these cats who came into and got got accepted and popularized by black people, and then they'd immediately go make what you be what, what maybe some would consider more traditional white music. And I was like, "What the fuck happened to you, bro? You you was beautiful. You left the you, you just you left what made you, what got you the fucking job." Well, they went from black music to black music, though. I mean, if you're singing the blues. Oh, I mean, that song was popular. That he, he, he went from uh, yes, he he went from wearing black. To, from black to black, but he was reaching for another audience. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was always a. Uh, I, I, I will always. I will admit that that was always bothersome to me. That uh, that that when people would do that, it's like, like, bro, you got here. You got here by us. You know what I'm saying? Like, continue for. So, like, it's which is also weird because, like I said, that's why I always, even though people be like, I don't fuck with that dude. He was, he was such a faker. Is why I fucked with Snow so hard because Snow. Was an honest guy. Everything just Snow said he was on them albums. That motherfucker was. Trust me, he went to jail for uh, for 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 uh, you know what I'm saying a, a, a murder situation, and uh, it's not a joke. <laughs> and, and it's like I always is like, okay, you out here really that that keeping it really real kind of situation. It's all, I always put some respect to my man Snow's name, even though people was like, look at this fake. Like Jim Carrey had a whole bit on Living Color called Imposter. Because he's like he must be faking. Jim Carrey himself was from Toronto, which means he would have he should have known where Snow was from, at least neighborhood wise. Been like, oh, you know what? He does live in the, the Jamaican area of town. I'm saying and so forth and so on. He could see, he probably was associated with these people and so forth. It's like, come on, bro. And I'm laughing because I, I just saw that Jim Carrey video on Instagram like two weeks ago. <laughs> Oddly enough, Jim Carrey lived on that side of town too and worked in that side of town. Yeah. And he um he he worked with um his whole family, like Jim Carrey uh grew up uh, poor, and at night yeah. him and his whole family cleaned office buildings. Yeah, with Jamaicans, and he was saying how um <laughs> like he remember the worst thing you can say um is talk about uh, pussy or say the word pussy around them, and he used mm. to say it on purpose to get him to get him mad. <laughs> what offended him about the word pussy so bad? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a whole thing about how they like they refuse to go down on their women. Like it's yeah. just like it is a bar none rule. Like no, <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that was a that literally was not unplanned. My apologies. We really uh pulled pulled left there. Let me get this one last news story and we'll keep it moving. The only reason I want to do this one is because uh this is when this is when uh. This when that September, this September, I'm assuming January 6th shit gets really real. This is from the good people of Cleveland.com. This is actually from the AP. Uh, Cleveland.com just posted it up. Ohio bartender among Oath Keepers militia members 
charged with seditious conspiracy in January 6th. This is from today, January 13th. And uh, Stuart Rhodes, the founder and leader of the far-right Oath Keepers Militia Group, has been arrested and charged with seditious conspiracy in the attack on the United States Capitol, authorities said Thursday. So what this varies from is from people who've been getting charged with loitering or breaking and entering. Oh, just bullshit misdemeanor charges. Sedition and seditious conspiracy is one of the ones that you can you can do twenty plus years for, and I think if you get if you can catch an actual sedition charge, they can they can literally kill you over sedition. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one of them old school charges in in, in U.S. Uh, code that holds to this day. So that's why this is a big deal. They're actually hitting these motherfuckers with seditious conspiracy charges. Ten other people were also charged with seditious conspiracy in connection with the attack on January 6, 2021. But authorities said members of the extremist group came to Washington intent on stopping the certification of President Joe Biden's victory. There are the first charges of seditious conspiracy and the Justice Department, Justice Department has brought in connection with the attack led by supporters of former President Donald Trump. Rhodes, 56, of Granbury, Texas. Edward Vallejo, 63, of Phoenix, Arizona, were arrested on Thursday. The others who were charged, including <laughs> Jessica Watkins, a 39-year-old bartender from Woodstock, Ohio, were already facing criminal charges related to the attack. Rhodes is the highest-ranking member of an extremist group to be arrested in the deadly siege. The arrest of Rhodes and the others in a, is a serious escalation of the accusations against the, the thousands of rioters who stormed the Capitol. And the charges answer in the in the part a, a growing chorus of Republicans who have <laughs> who have uh, damn it, Gabe, you pulled me off when you sipped on that cup, man. Sorry, I was just I, I try to get my money's worth when I come to get to drinks. <laughs> the charges in part of a growing course of Republicans who have publicly questioned the seriousness of the January 6th insurrection, arguing that since no one had been charged yet with sedition or treason, it could not have been so violent. <sighs> Rhodes did not enter the Capitol building on January 6th, but is accused of helping put into motion the violence that disrupted the certification of the vote. The Oak Keepers case is the largest conspiracy case federal authorities have brought so far over January 6th, when rioters stormed past police barricades and smashed windows, injuring dozens of officers and sending lawmakers running. The indictment against uh, Rhodes alleges Oath Keepers formed two teams, or stacks, that entered the Capitol. The first stack split up inside the building to separately go after the House and Senate. The second stack confronted officers inside the Capitol Rotunda. The indictment said outside, outside Washington, the indictment alleges the Oath Keepers had stationed two quick reaction forces that had guns in support of their plot to stop the lawful transfer of power. Jonathan Mosley, an attorney representing Rhodes, said his client was arrested Thursday in Texas. He's been subject to a lot of suspicion to why he wasn't indicted so far in the January 6th riot, <laughs> Mosley said. I don't know if this is a, in response to those discussions, but we do think it's unfortunate. It's an unusual situation. Mosley said Rhodes was supposed to testify before the House committee investigating the January 6th insurrection in a deposition, but it got called off. He was talking to Rhodes on his phone about the committee when Rhodes was contacted by the FBI. Rhodes said in an interview with right-wing hosts that there was no plan to storm the Capitol and that members who did so went rogue. But he has continued to push the lie that the 2020 election was stolen, while posts on the Oath Keepers website have depicted the group as a victim of political persecution. Authorities have said the Oath Keepers and their associates prepared in the weeks leading up to January 6th as if they were going to war. 
discussing weapons and training. Days before the attack, one defendant suggested a text message getting a boat to ferry weapons across the Potomac River to their awaiting arms, prosecutors say. On January 6th, several members wearing camouflage combat attire were seen on camera, shouldering their way through the crowd and in, in the Capitol in a military-style stack, military-style stack formation, authorities said. I remember I remember seeing that video. You saw dudes in Kevlar helmets and full of uh, vests, their arms on each other like this, like on each other's shoulders as they walked through up into the Capitol like they was ready to handle business. I remember seeing that video. I didn't realize it was these knuckleheads. Well, but I guess that makes sense. Oath Keepers defendants have argued in court their only plan was to provide security at the rally before the riot or protect themselves against possible attacks from far-left Antifa activists. Mm. <laughs> Rhodes, a former U.S. Army paratrooper and Yale Law School graduate who found the Oath Keepers in, 20, in 2009, has appeared in court documents in the conspiracy case for weeks as person one. Mm. Authorities say Rhodes held a go-to meeting call days after the election telling his followers to go to Washington and let Trump know that the people are behind him. Rhodes said members told members they should be prepared to fight Antifa and they and that some Oath Keepers should stay on the outside to be prepared to go in armed if necessary. This keeps going from there and so from the so on. So I won't, I won't, I won't make you suffer through the rest of this. But it yeah. wasn't supposed to be violent. Those were decorative gallows. <laughs> What 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 also was interesting is they're starting to subpoena um, records from Twitter, Instagram, and other social media to support um, like this second wave of cases, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people were thinking like, you know, nothing really was going to happen. Which at this point, like they were just getting the people they could get, and now that they're like they're investigating more and more. Like, uh, there are going to be more and more serious charges uh, being uh, that's going to stick. They saw some of that first 48 shit. They catch these other people, you know, charge them with something, you know, laxadaisical, lackluster. But they also then start saying, well, I got it onto this via this Facebook group. Okay, cool. Now they go investigate that Facebook group. Oh, this Facebook group points over to this particular website and these people are doing this shit. All this is is standard criminal fucking, uh, you know, investigation. You you keep looking, you keep seeing, you kind of like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And what you what they discover as they dig deeper is this was way more planned out and way more dangerous than people had any idea. And this shit could have really went sideways. And I, I'm simply grateful it did not. So that's that's just what it is, man. And uh, like I said, sedition used to be we hung motherfuckers, but I guess we can't do that no more. But I'm just looking at you, I'm looking at you sideways, man. <laughs> but uh that is it that is uh the news of this week so you know what it is man we slide over to my man and we say hey man what's popping baby what's going on in your world that you care to share with the listeners if you care to share anything with the listeners nah we're about 48 minutes in i can slide then <laughs> we bob 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 along to the homeboy daniel daniel man what about you baby uh family put another dog down today jesus fucking christ <laughs> Yeah, my mom texted me a couple hours ago. The family basset hound was put down today. Uh, intestinal cancer. So, uh, starting off 2022 with a bang. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Um, What's this dog's name? Let's let's show him some love. Uh, rest in peace, Peanut. Fuck yeah. All right, oh, Peanut. Everybody's cousin. Peanut was the guinea pig that passed. Well, she's also a basset hound. 
No, no country for peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like peanut was like, she was real nice to me, and I felt like like I wasn't mean to her, but I didn't feel that connection with her. Like I did the German Shepherd, but like yeah. I was still nice enough to her. Where like she would come when I called her, and you know, whenever I'd come over, she seemed genuinely happy to see me. So, you know, it, like, I'm not broken up about it. She was old. Like, I saw her when I was there last, you know, well, all right, I'll be honest. The last time I was at my mom's house was the day my grandmother died. I haven't seen my family since then. Um, yeah. But, you know, she, she was clearly getting old. Like, her color was turning gray and stuff. So, um, you know, it's sad, but, like. I is one of those one of those ones where I was like, all right, I saw him, but you know, it sucks that she had cancer. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, but uh, you know, otherwise, uh, I got back into eBay selling. Um, I, I sold something on eBay the other day. Um, but so I s- scheduled a pickup with the United States Postal Service, right? Testing it out. I wanted to see, like, it, obviously I could drive the package to the post office myself. Like, that, that's not a big fucking deal. But I wanted to test out the service because when I was putting the, the package together, like, the I have, like, those UPS boxes. Sorry, those postal service boxes that I got for free. And on the side, it had a QR code. It was like, oh, to schedule a pickup, scan this. So I was like, well, let me see what this is about. So I scanned it. And it took me to a page, and it was like, you can schedule to have someone come to your house and pick the package up for free. And I was like, well, shit. You know, if like they're gonna come and get it anyway, fuck. I'll see if it, I see how this works. So I submitted the form and everything uh, yesterday. Um, I'm sorry, I submitted it. Uh, no, it was yesterday. Um, and they couldn't come get it yesterday because it's already like the date already started or whatever. So I had to schedule it for today. So I assumed that like it would be my postal carrier after he dropped off the mail would stop at the house and grab it. So it's not like I haven't been home. Like I work from home. I, I literally haven't like left my house to go anywhere. And like, I left to go to Sam's club, which is a mile away, like a couple days ago. And other than that, I haven't left my house since, uh, Christmas when I was in green Bay. So it's not like, it's not like I missed this dude, but so I, I was in the living room. I logged back on to work after I took my lunch nap and I watched the the postman walk through my front through my grass um, probably around four o'clock and then a couple minutes later I saw him across the street walking back the other way and then I'm thinking okay cool he's gonna go to the other street he's gonna get back in the truck he's gonna come down here he's gonna stop I'm gonna give him the package I was ready right and then a couple minutes later I see the mail truck come down the street and it just zooms past my house and doesn't stop so like Dude never comes. Nobody nobody comes. Like, I've been here this whole fucking time because I had it set up for them to knock on the door. Like, you could set it up to, like, yeah. have them pick it up from your porch or whatever. But I'm like, I'm fucking home. Just knock. I'll hand it to them. I'm not leaving the package outside um, in the elements and or porch thief. Like, I can't afford to have someone porch thief a package that someone just paid me $800 for. <laughs> so... I was like, knock on the door, and then I'll hand it. So no one ever knocked. No one ever rang a doorbell. I've been here the whole fucking time. So my one buddy stopped over, and he kind of owed me a favor. So 
<laughs> I mean, like, he kind of does and he kind of doesn't, but, like, I did kind of fucking save him today, so he, he, in his mind, I owed him a favor. I mean, he owed me a favor. So, um, I was laughing because doesn't he always, uh, I mean, <laughs> y- I mean, you guys are blood brothers at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but so anyway, um, he, uh, I found like I, I heard about the post office over by our airport being open later. Actually, oddly enough, on that Green Bay trip, my one buddy was like talking talking about it as we drove by, like, oh yeah, this post office over here is open later than the other ones, yada yada yada. I was like, okay. So I filed that away in my memory banks, and then today I was like, let me let me look into the validity of this. So then I looked, and sure enough, that fucking post office is open till seven. So uh, my one buddy's like, uh, oh, I'll drop that off for you. I owe you anyway. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna fight you on it. So. Um, he went and dropped it off and he sent me the picture of him like at the desk with the clerk. And I'm going to say, man, that clerk looked pretty good. I might have to start going to the post office over there a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little something, Daniel. Um, I worked at the prof- post office quite a few times, mm-hmm. quite a few dimes there, my buddy, hmm. quite a few. And I remember, um, I worked from in the morning, like, from like six to two or something like that. Um, and the shift that came in after me, if I worked like a couple hours over, mm-hmm. man, they used to come in dressed to the T's. And they used to always be like, why y'all just so nice on this shift? It was like, because as soon as we got off, we go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna be honest, like when he sent me the picture and he like his his caption said uh, got here on time. Package has been delivered. I didn't even notice that it was my fucking package on the counter until like the third time I looked at the picture because my eyes kept going to the clerk lady. Um, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so that that happened around like six forty, right? So right as we were, I was sitting down to get onto the show with you guys. I got a fucking email from the United States Postal Service. They're like, oh, uh, well, we tried to come get your stuff. But you didn't have the boxes that you said that you were going to have. So if you want to schedule another pickup, I'm like, bitch, I've been here all day. Not a single fucking person trying to knock on my goddamn door. You didn't try to pick up shit. You're trying to act like you did, and you're closing it without doing the work. <laughs> I'm right here the whole time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm like, I watched the dude walk past my house and then drive past it. Like, don't fucking play me. Like, just yeah. if you were going to do it, just say you were going to do it. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be real with me, baby. Just be real with me. Like, like you, yeah. you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to you ain't lie. You got to lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to know what you sold for $800. Uh, I sold two Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. Are these the greatest Funko Pops that have ever walked the earth? They were. Um, one of them was purchased in your presence. Um, oh, shit. Uh, they were GameStop exclusives. They were both uh, the same Funko figure. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, fuck it. Like, my, my eBay name is the same as the name I use for everything anyway. So, if anyone wants to find me, you know, it's easy enough. So, yeah, so what it was is, um, when we went to the GameStop by our old, 
uh, job location prior. Uh, back in like 2018, I had bought a Funko Pop of a anime character that was a GameStop exclusive. It was um, not the. It might not be the one you're thinking of, the Naruto one. I still have that one. I'm going to sell that one. That giant fox. This was a character from the anime Bleach. Yeah, yeah. It was a Hollow Ichigo. So <clears throat> apparently, in the last couple of years, the fact that anime is is been widely popular, the fact that it was a GameStop exclusive, and the fact that apparently that Funko Pop is now vaulted, rose that value of that Funko Pop up to to the four hundreds. So I had one from that day that Come we up. had stopped in the GameStop next to work. And then maybe within a week of that, I had taken one of my brothers to the GameStop in Steelyard so that they could buy a video game. And when we were in there, I found another one. That one, though, they had the GameStop price sticker on it. So, like, I couldn't get that shit off. But um, I had bought that one, too. And I remember when I bought that one, I took it up to the counter. And they're like, where did you find this at? Because they were like... They thought they were sold out, and I, I, it was just on their Funkin, their Funko rack or whatever. Like it was just sitting there. Yeah. So I ended up getting two of them because I figured like maybe someday I'll open one and display it, or you know maybe something like what happened today, or you know what happened the last couple of days would happen where it would go up in value and I could sell it. So they just been sitting on my shelf downstairs, um, doing nothing but collecting dust for the last four years, and you know. I'm trying to be more selective about the shit that I hold on to. And, you know, I can really use the money for other things right now. So I was like, well, let me get back into this eBay game. Plus, I needed something easy to kind of, like, get the ball rolling a bit. Because, like, I used to sell on eBay all the time, like, five, six years ago. But I haven't sold shit. And then, like, a couple months ago, me and my buddy were going out sourcing. So I have, like, two piles of stuff sitting here that I bought thrifting that I need to, to list on eBay. So I was like, well, let me get this done because, you know, I've been working on it and I had gotten the protectors for it and I know how much they were worth. So I went ahead and then the other morning, like, I had some time because, uh, like, work's been slow for the last, like, week. You know, we're in our down period. So um, I went ahead and, like, I kind of cleared off my desk last week over here. Like, I, I went through, like, my pen cup that, like, work had sent me and you know, throughout, like, I tested every fucking pen, throughout all the ones that didn't work. I cleared out all, like, the stuff I was holding on to, like, the plastic forks and knives that I would get with fast food. I'm like, I'm at home. I don't need fucking plastic knives and forks. I have silverware in the kitchen. So I cleared all that shit out, and I finally moved some stuff over to where it was supposed to be from over here. And I, like, basically created, like, a little section over here where I could put stuff up against the wall on my desk and take pictures of it for eBay. So I, I yeah. I took the pictures of both the items and I listed them separately because, like I said, the one had a GameStop sticker on it. And plus, I didn't think anyone would want to buy two of the same Funko Pop anyway. Like, I was, I bought two because I bought them at retail and I was planning on this day eventually coming, you know, hopefully. And then the day came, I didn't think someone else would want to buy both of them. Maybe, like, they're hoping in four years, maybe it doubles in price or something. I don't know. I don't know what this person's thinking, but. I had them both listed separately because I felt the one was a little more valuable than the other one, being that the one had the GameStop price tag sticker on it that I couldn't get off. I even tried. I took a hairdryer to it, and I tried to heat up the sticker to maybe get the glue to loosen, and all I did was turn the sticker a different color. It wouldn't come off. And I didn't want to rip it because I didn't want to damage the box. I felt it was better to leave the sticker on than try and tear it off, and all of a sudden there's a tear in the box, you know? 
Do you have any uh, goo gone? Uh, nah, no, I don't think so. All right, so I, I found Goo Gone uh, is a is a very good product for removing stickers uh, in situations. Plus, it's kind of light if you get the right the right version of it. You probably hit it with a Q tip, but who cares? They, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you got you got it all so, the stickers. So. Yeah, what ended up happening was I listed both of them, and then like in the evening, I was laying down watching uh, TV, um, and I got like an offer from somebody in Arizona for like the more expensive one. I had it listed for like. 430 i think yeah. and um they offered me 400 and i was like when i saw the offer i was like well shit like here's basically i i paid 10.99 for each of them and then i had 10 dollar protectors on them like the hard plastic but i only bought the hard plastic knowing that i was going to sell them and i figured people would be more willing to buy them if I invested in the hard plastic for shipping and for there to, to display everything, I, I figured it was a $10 cost of doing business purchase. So all, all said and done, I had $42 into them yeah. and the guy was offering me 400 for one. I was like, I'd be kind of foolish not to accept an offer that's 10 times my initial cost plus they'll have one. So I was going to do it. And then like he sent me a DM and he's like, hey, uh, what would you do if I bought both of them? He's like, what can what can you do? And I was like, how about eight hundred plus shipping? Because like the other one I had listed with the sticker, I had listed for four twenty. So I would have knocked fifty dollars off the price for both of them, and uh, I would have been like, all right, cool, you know, I'll take my money and run, kind of thing. And he's like, ah, I'd like to get the other one a little bit less. I was like, all right, whatever, seven ninety plus shipping, plus you pay shipping. So he's like, I'd even, he's like, I'll pay expedited shipping, and I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean, like? You are you go get it when you're gonna get it, like whatever. Like I was already I was asking for five dollars shipping on the one and five dollars shipping on the other. And it ended up being he paid me sixteen fifty for shipping. So like he I knocked off like that extra ten and then he still ended up only saving three dollars and fifty cents. So it was like he was haggling with me over nothing really, but but anyway. So um I he accepted. I so then what I did was I pulled both of the set single listings down and then I put them up in one listing. I made sure to like put all the pictures up, and then in the description, I made sure to list everything that I listed in the previous two, so that later on he can't come back and claim that like I didn't like. It's the one box with the sticker on it. It also had like a tiny tear on the where the lid would go up and down, like the because they had those flaps that can like kind of lock in place, and the one had a little tiny tear on it. Even though I never opened them, but like you know, it's not like I was the box's protector from the moment it was made to the moment it got to me, so. Something happened in between where it got a little tiny tear, so I made sure to disclose that shit. But, um, so, uh, yeah, he paid me, like, because the thing was, obviously, we're on the East Coast. That dude was in Arizona, so I'm getting fucking messages from him, and it's, like, 9 o'clock at night for him, whereas me, it's fucking after midnight, and I'm in bed. So, I was, like, I wanted to go to sleep, but I also didn't want to, like, drag it out anymore, so I made sure to get it all done before I went to sleep. So when I woke up uh, the next morning, which I believe was Tuesday, um, he had already paid. That, yeah, that's right. It was Tuesday. So he paid. So I went ahead and I got all the, the shipping thing together and, you know, went on. The thing I, the thing I didn't know because I haven't sold on eBay in, like I said, like five years. I didn't know the fucking eBay collects sales tax from the customers now because I got a notification where it's like he's paid you eight hundred and sixty some odd fucking dollars and I was like what the fuck I'm like I'm like that's not seven ninety plus 
the shipping. I'm like, what the hell did he send that much for? And then I looked into it. That's why I saw it. It's like eBay is, is required to collect sales tax through the state of Ohio automatically. Yeah. So they, that's why it was like so skewed looking. So they took that and then they took their eBay cut. So all in all, like in the end, after like I, the eBay took their cut and I paid for the, the shipped item because the, the item like the I'm out of practice with all this really because I haven't done it in so long. And also I used to do it a different way. Um, so I wasn't quite sure, like the, the eBay pricing for the shipping wasn't matching up to the USPS website shipping and all of that. Like I, I couldn't find like the box size on the fucking drop down on either one. So like eBay at least had it where it was like large box. I mean, like the box I was using was a large box cause I had the two Funkos in there and like I couldn't use any of the other boxes because they weren't going to be big enough, so I had to use the large box. So I ended up paying nineteen fifty for shipping instead of the sixteen fifty I charged the customer. So he ended up getting three dollars out of me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like after eBay fees and shipping, I'm gonna net like six hundred and eighty dollars, which is greatly needed. I might turn around and use that money to buy a four K TV. Fair enough. Like my plan, yeah, Super Bowl money. my plan for the living room is to eventually get a 4K TV <clears throat> and one of those like TV stands that has like the the heater in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. The ones with like the fireplace. Yeah. So, because like I've been using this TV and TV stand here since we had the apartment. This thing is like seven years old, and yeah. so I figured like the cat. Callie doesn't really fuck with the cat tree like Smokey used to. Yeah, she. Yeah, you have been saying he was going to go. Yeah, so she sometimes will use like the scratching post at the bottom, but I can just buy her a little fucking scratching post, like, so I can get rid of the cat tree. That'll clear out that space, and then what I'll probably end up doing is like, because the, the the stand I want, I have it on my Amazon wish list, like three hundred and fifty bucks. I'll probably end up grabbing yeah. that at some point. And then I'll just wait for like a like a president sale or something at like Best Buy, and I'll find like a, a 4K TV that's on sale. Because right now, if I go to get one, like I guess I want to get a 65 inch for the living room. Like I've been, Same. I've been rocking this fucking 50 inch, and like I'm kind of like over it now. It was like fine back in the day, but like if I'm gonna be up here all day working with the TV on across the room, like I want something like I want something better quality and a little bit bigger. You know, I'm getting older, my eyes don't want to be fucking working hard all the time. And so the a 4K 65-inch TV, if I was just to go buy one right now from Best Buy, would be about the same amount of money that I'm getting out of this eBay sale. So theoretically, that could cover the cost of the TV. And then, like, say I have, like, $80 a change jar in my, in my bedroom. I could take that to the Coinstar, yeah. grab, like, an $80 Amazon gift card, and then, you know, just combine that with, like, some credit I have built up and shit and then knock some of the cost of the entertainment stand off. So it's, like, I'm working towards it. It's, like, the plan for the living room because, you know, I bought that that rug. So – and I, I'm thinking about, like, changing the couch out because the couch is kind of, like, destroyed a little bit. Some of the springs are busted out and shit from the use over the years. And, like, I'm kind of thinking about just getting a love seat for the living room at some point. Kind of, like, open up the space in here a little bit. It's like I don't really entertain in the living room. When other people come over here, it's usually in the basement. So like I don't need a, like a giant three seater couch here in the living room. Like a love seat would be fine if I ever have any company. So um, yeah, it's, I'm just thinking about like buying some new furniture, rearranging around here, and working. You know, this eBay is gonna 
go towards that for now, and then I'll apply it to other things and whatnot. But it, it was the gateway listing to get me to, used to it because, like, the eBay app changed a little bit since last time I, I, I used it for selling. Like, my the shipping stuff for me has changed since last time. So I had to get used to all this. It's going to take me a few listings and a few sales before I get kind of comfortable again. I do though. I do have other two more Funkos downstairs. Two of the same ones that are worth over three hundred dollars each that I'm going to be selling too. Nice. I'm gonna see you in the chat. I'm gonna see the TV that I want that is currently unavailable on Amazon, but it's it's a TV I super duper duper want, and it, and it goes for what does it go for? I feel like they it's like going for like twelve thirteen hundred on of a Best Buy or something like that, and it's like it's, it's actually time for new TV models kind of. Start rolling out, so it's actually a good time to be uh, looking at TVs because you yeah, get last year's you get last year's model at a at a at a, at a, at a, at a better price. Yeah, I figured like I would wait until like like there's always like a holiday sale at Best Buy. It'd be like, oh, it's fucking National Pie Day. Come get your TVs or whatever. You know, like yeah. I, I know like President's Day is gonna be coming up. There's always President's Day sales everywhere, and Martin Luther King Day's on Monday. Will have been in the past by the time you hear this, but like. I'm not really ready because that—that's the thing. I don't have the fucking money yet. eBay's not going to give me the money until that shit gets delivered. And so if it just got mailed yeah. out today, the dude's not going to get it until next week, probably. So I'm not going to get the money until probably late next week at the earliest. Yeah, well, this is LG OLED TV, man, and it's like supposed to be just the shit. It does like 120 frames per second. You know, a variable refresh rate for for the Xbox, so I can play. You know, a full 120 frame per second on, on, on certain games where that shit matters. It's got all the fucking bells and whistles that I want from a that I've been wanting for you know my TV situation. So that is the that is my in, intent to try to get by uh, either that model or, or its replacement. You know, it's the newer version of it by uh, by years end. And so I'm uh, I'm I'm hyped about the idea of it. But yeah, that, that OLED uh, one uh, CNET's uh, best TV of of, of 2021. And uh, it's just like the, those are the, the guys I trust with matters TV related. So, but yeah, it's a very nice TV. And it's, it's so it's super feature rich and it's it's wild skinny. You know what I'm saying? You look at from the side, it's as thick as a pencil, except for mm. at the, toward the bottom where the computer and shit is at. So it's like I'm just I'm I'm super excited for it. So that's that's the that's that's one of the TVs I'm I'm looking at. It's but, yes, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a hype bitch. I figured it, you know, I've been using this like 50 inch Vizio for like seven years now. And yeah, I remember when you got it. You got it when you lived over on the one street. Right? Yeah, yeah, like right on the corner from you. And so I figured like it's, yeah. it's time to upgrade. Like TVs have gotten cheap enough now where I can get a 4K TV at a decent price. Yep. Yeah. So hype. Like I said, like I said, you picked the, but you are, you are right. You are, as you said, you are the good time for it too. It's a, it's a, it's a good time to cop a, a new TV. Ant Man, how goes the house hunt? If we, as, we, as we talk about this, um, we we talk we we talk about it all the time, but it's not it's not quite a hunt yet. Like, okay. um, we're in our first couple dates. We haven't reached our third date yet. Very good, very good. I like to just check in and see. I, I, I was uh, again as I was editing this. Uh, the show that went up today, I was like, man, my man been saying this house situation a lot, and uh, that shit could be going down at any moment. I need to be mentally prepared to drive elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, 
like the the plan is to um buy buy another house um yeah. and then sell this one after okay. um so we can like we can be at our leisure moving stuff out of here and um because like in the area we live in there's a lot of there's a lot of different stuff going on and um the values um uh, keeps on going up because of because of all the stuff they're 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 putting around here so Hopefully we'll we'll get a good amount for it because it's the value already doubled on the house so. Excellent. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, we your, just gotta your, find. I was gonna say your parcel of land alone is uh is is like you know what I'm saying it's it's got to be wildly valued you know. Yeah, it's 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 funny like um. It, it, it the back the backyard is pretty big. The front yard is big. Um, that's not something we're going to be looking for the next time. Yeah. Like as far as like the yard goes, because um, we live like the uh, creeks pretty much in the back of our house, maybe about uh, five to six hundred feet, and uh, it's so uh, like our backyard is so um, like it slopes so much. It's not really like it's it's a big backyard and it's it's not like super super functional. So um we'll see how it goes for the next hunt. We 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 are our wants and needs are so different now. Yeah. Yeah. It just it it it, it takes its own turn as 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 you know now you kinda know like okay, well this 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 worked, this didn't work, so forth and so on. We got the it, boys and so forth and so on, yeah. If like if I if I had like tons and tons of money, yes, this house could definitely work. Like, yeah. but what's the sense of like keep like um, you know, I would love to have a bathroom down here, um, yeah. because I'm down here working most of the day, um, like that would be pretty dope. But I don't, I don't think I will ever find a house with a basement this big. Um, that's one thing I am going to miss. Like this basement is like the scope of the whole house pretty much. Yeah. And I don't think we're ever, we're going to find that again. Um, but, um, like it, but at the end, the drawback of that, like the, the attic is pretty much the same, almost the same size of the house, but it's so hot in the winter. I mean, it's so cold in the winter and so hot in the summer and we've um, done extra. Um, um, what's that pink shit called? We done um, insulation. Insulation. We got. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did a, a ridge line on the roof, like um, and still, still hot in the summer, still cold in the winter. Like that is just pretty much unusable space, and like that could be another bedroom. Like we could have a whole floor to ourselves, but. Um, we don't <laughs> because it's like it's just like um, it's just not really usable space with it being so warm up there in the summertime. So, yeah, we we got a list, um, you know, you know, uh, with with COVID and working from home and being able to like put away more money. And um, that has been a, re a really good thing. So, just gotta you know keep on squirreling away, and hopefully we'll find something within this year. 
And if we don't, you know, that's cool too because we're we're you know we're still working towards it. Yeah, you're not you're not in a rush like this has to be. You know, it's a lot better to look for a house when you already have one than when you don't have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they 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 say that about jobs too. It's like, um, <laughs> but it's certain stuff like we're like we're talking about we are talking about it more and more. It's like we don't do certain things just like look. Um, we'll make sure we have that prepared um, for the new house. Like, um, I really really want to put solar panels on whatever house I move in next. Like, um, it would be dope to do it here, but, and I guess that would make the value of the house go up a little bit more, but I really, really, really want to do solar panels, and I want to get, um, like, a, a generator and the solar panels. So yeah. I'm going to make sure that happens for the next house. You know, one of the things that I've learned about, like, having my own home is just do with your house, whatever the fuck you want to do with your house, and, like, damn what other people think. Like, I remember when I originally wanted to kind of, like, do a little bit of, like, remodeling on this upstairs bathroom, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I always wanted a pedestal sink. I like pedestal sinks. I like how they look. I like how it makes the room feel more open, even though, like, it's kind of an illusion. But I still, like, I like that look more than I like that, like, clunky box sink, even though the box sink is more functional. I felt like I could like work around it and still get what I want. And I remember like talking to my stepdad about it. And I was talking to him about it because he's like, you know, the one that would like experience in plumbing and shit like that. And he's just like, oh, no, I don't get a pencil sink. They're a pain in the ass. Yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking like, it's my fucking house. I want a fucking pencil sink. I'm going to get a fucking pencil sink. And then I guess it's just not going to help me. So I'm just going to do it myself. And by. <laughs> if I do it myself, it has turned into um, I bought all the shit and my buddy did all the work. So now I have a pedestal sink in the bathroom and it wasn't really that fucking bad. Like, a little bit of work had to be done to get it in there, but like, I like it the way it looks way more than I lo- thought that like that box shit looked, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like. Um... It's kind of the same thing, like, where people try to give you uh, marriage advice and they ain't married. Like, this is my shit. Chill out. Like, I appreciate the fact that you have a knowledge in the field, but at the end of the day, like, you you, you can't, like, determine my taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I have to live here. I want it to look the way that I want it to look. Like, yeah, it might be more of a pain in the ass to be put in, but once it's in, it's in. It's not like I have to take it in and out all the fucking time. So, mm. like, it's in there now, and, like, honestly, I know, like, they like there was, like, one video I was watching where an old plumber was, like, giving plumbing tips, and someone asked him about pedestal sinks. He's like, oh, they're a pain in the ass to work in, and I'd rather work out of a box sink, and yada, yada, yada. I'm thinking, like, why? Like, for me now... You can get to the pipes behind the pedestal sink pretty fucking easily. Whereas with the yeah. box with the box sink, it was a tiny little fucking square that someone had to try and reach into. And then there were drawers in the way. And, like, the pipes were all in the back walls. I was like, I feel like this is way more easy to work on than the last setup was. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and not to mention, like, with, with most new faucets, like... 
the way they were made like old school, like they had little washers inside of them. Mm-hmm. You just unscrew it. You uh, would like when the you know <coughs> the hot water would um would would leak more because of course it's hot and it will melt the washer. Um, and then you just put the new washer in and replace it. But with most new sinks, it 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 wears out the same, but they don't put washers into it. So you would have to replace the whole thing if something breaks. And like you said, with a pedestal sink, you just go under there, go in the back, change it, you done. Man, you got to have little ass arms or remove the whole fucking cabinet in order to change some sinks. Yeah. Man, like, um, we have one upstairs right now that needs to be changed again. Like, um, uh, my niece came over here and, um, and fucking, uh, she hawked our, um, our faucet and, um, like the water, um, came up out of the, t- like the, the on and off faucet, uh, like the, the faucet handle, like popped up out. That water was so fucking cold coming in my face when I was trying to turn it off. It was terrible. Um, so, I, uh, man, like, uh, home ownership is like one of those things where some people be like, man, you don't own a home. You ain't shit. Uh, uh, Renting is kind of easier. Um, like, especially like like yes, stability is good, um, but if you handling your your shit, renting is, st- is stable too. I, a renter, literally have been in my rental property that I that I rent the other day, fourteen years. I'm pretty stable. It's the longest place I've ever lived in my entire life anywhere. As as from from baby on, because I've been, I, I got a good landlord who does right by me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I pay, and it, it gave my children a, a, a secure space. Like I said, when I got divorced, I, I was considering moving out, and I was like, "Well, how about I just stay in place? That way, the kids got a base that'll always be like, that's where Dad's at, that's where Grandma, Grandma, you know, where my neighbors is at." You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, I've stuck with it. I, what I like to own a home, probably just because I like to be able to, you know, say I own a home. That's about it for me. You know what I'm saying I don't really have a lot of like. Well, I could do this. I could do that. And maybe who knows? One day, maybe I'll, I will own a home and it'll be like, no, oh, man, this shit was the, this the bee's knees. For right now, I'm a renter, and that's okay about me. A lot of this, most of this country, in fact, are renters, and 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 so we we do okay right now. The problem being, we now live in a country where corporations are starting to buy houses because mm-hmm. it just works for their bottom line. Well, that and, and they're practically free from them because of the tax breaks with the government. Yeah, and and so. That is where where we're starting to kind of get fucked again. Capitalism doing what it does as a society because they can come in and just outbid anybody with it at any time. You know, what I'm saying they tried, like they, they tried to hit me up again yesterday. Yeah, they've been trying to buy up my neighborhood because the houses were like you know pretty affordable for the area, and uh, yeah, I keep getting they like sent me an offer sheet the one and. I've had multiple people over the last year try and fucking call and text me about selling my house. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 wild out there in in, in the in these streets. So, like I said, but 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 what you are right on is like at any day, any day, 
my landlord could be like, I'm selling this motherfucker. I'm out the game. Or it could be like, I need to raise your rent by X amount and so forth and so on. Anything could happen like that. So that is a, a, a always a potential concern or worry. But like I said, I've been here 14 years. It, t- it kind of took my breath the other day. I was like, holy shit, that's right. Took my breath also because I had to call and be like, hey, man, something going on with this dishwasher. Plumber came out the next day, got it done, got it fixed, replaced my sink faucet. Got a new sink faucet now with way better pressure. Shouts out to that guy. He did, he did, he did right by me. Yeah. <laughs> so. he, the, the only reason I want to own a home is for the boys. Yeah, generational wealth. You want to build generational wealth. Yeah, like, and, I, and, and, I, and I fuck with it. And like general generational wealth is one of those things. Like it's just not about like having money. It's not just about like, well, my parents took me here. My parents took me here. It's like, well, I seen my dad out there every day cutting the grass, or I seen my dad um, changing faucets and knowing how to do this and like learning different life skills that like everybody don't don't have because like, hey, if you know. If you do certain things, like, like Tita said, he didn't have to change the faucet. Like we, shit go down. <laughs> uh, we got to do the popping. <laughs> um, so, but like, it, it's always uh, like whenever I'm putting something together, it's like, hey, Spud, go get me this too. Go get me this because I'm not working on cars. So, um, you know, I try to keep keep them involved and see the different things we have to do around here. Like they're really. Um, like into money right now for some reason. Like if you ask Emery something, oh yeah, I bought that. That was me. That was my money. I did that. <clears throat> and like if they see a coin on the ground or like on the floor, uh, can I can I have this penny? Can I have this? So like it's really about time that we start teaching them about money more, and um, and ch- ch- showing them how easy is not um is not uh it doesn't come easy. And um, it'll probably be even less easy for you. Have you thought about like opening like stock accounts for them or anything like that? Um, not not really because um, I don't know. Like that's something I, I'll have to do more research on. I do have some stock, but um, and my partner has um even more than me. So maybe that's um some she that she said uh, go over with them. Like, it's crazy. Um, like, my brother was really, really into stocks. Like, um, he was really, like, when he used to be in the newspaper, um, he would, um, he, he knew he knew how to read the paper and what everything meant and could could make, um, you know, guesses and stuff what would be uh, from, from different trends and stuff like that. Um, I don't even know if that's in a paper anymore. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't, think the paper, I don't think they do. They, they don't even print the paper every day anymore. I believe it yeah. comes out a few times a week. So if it's, it's more in there, of a, it's gonna be behind. It's more of a digital thing now. Um, the thing about like stocks, though, like I've I've come to learn is like they're important for future wealth because of inflation and like the stock yeah. market actually like inflates with inflation. So like your money actually grows. Whereas like if you just have a dollar and inflation happens, you still have a dollar. But if you have a dollar of a stock and then you know the stock goes up and follows inflation, you get the you have the dollar plus whatever the inflation would be. You know your money actually grows with it. It it was crazy. Like um, 
like I, I I forgot the name of the uh, the guys you follow, but they were talking about how Legos, like actual Lego, like the sets and stuff, how they go, or how like they're going up in value. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was also thinking about like actually buying stock in into Lego. Period. The so the video company. The the video that I sent you guys the other day that I said that I thought you guys would enjoy and find a lot of information in it. One of the, the things of that um, episode, which was like, I think like two hours long or so, um, they talked about how like they, like when they were taking questions from the, the viewers, they had one guy come on, it was a, a father and he was talking about um, how he's a 16 year old who he has a stock account for, but like, it's like a custodial account. So right now, like the dad runs it, and when the the son turns eighteen, um, you know he'll be able to take control of it. But they're using this time now while he's young to teach him about the stock market and how to invest and everything. Because if you get the earlier you get in, the bigger it grows. Like theoretically, the longer you have for it to grow, the more money you'll have when you're older. You know, whereas like. Yeah. Like me personally, I didn't start this shit until really until like last year. Like yeah, but like we have like I have like a work four hundred one k like you guys do and a pension and and like stocks and all that stuff from work. But like I wasn't really doing any side investing of my own with any other money until like last year. So I didn't know anything about those things. Like my dad, my dad's approach to it all was very poor. In like he he turned us off on it by like ranting and raving like a lunatic rather than showing us the importance of it from a positive perspective. It was all doom and gloom and the world's ending and you're all fucked if you don't learn how to do this. And so it's like, no kid wants to be like, no, yeah, let me learn about stocks. Cause my dad said, if I don't, I'm going to like be fucking destitute in my forties. Like, you know, you got to make it like educational and interesting. Yeah, I was I was told um, my next door neighbor was a uh, was a preacher, and he was always say that um, he didn't like being called a preacher. He liked um, he liked being called a, a teacher of religion. Um, he's like, there's a difference, you know. Preachers stand up there and they, you know, oh, and, and it's dramatic and it's blah blah blah. But when you're teaching people, you're reinforcing it, and you're not only just telling them the information, you're telling them why, you're telling them the hows, so it's interesting to them instead of just being like, um, "Hey, you need to buy stocks." But why do I need to buy stocks, Dad? And tell me, don't tell me like, um, like I'm forty, like you. Tell me like I'm my age, so I can understand. Um, yeah, I wish my dad had sat down and like explain it to me calmly and like in a way that I could understand so that I could have appreciated it more back then and actually had an idea of what it was all about so that I could have started in my early twenties. Whereas instead I started at 35. I mean, but, but still is like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you still had a notion at 35. Um, and like before you, you settle down and, and meet someone where, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's it'll be for a few years, it'll be less of a priority for you. Like, um, when kids come into the picture, you kind of forget about some shit for a little bit. Um, but, uh, as, as these coming years, as the boys are, um, are getting older and I can start to, 
not really like refocus on me, but trying to like try to uh, put some more, um, you know, feathers in my cap as far as like uh, concentrating on my life a little bit more because they're getting older and they're not going to fuck with me all like that. Um, I can start studying things more and um, start thinking of a second um, revenue stream or something like that. Or mm-hmm. um, that's some stuff to think about. Like maybe instead of like uh, like in like the next five years, maybe um, finally do, finally get a food truck going. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, to, to always be able to like, Ant man, slime some tots, man. <laughs> I mean, now I actually like it's funny. Like I actually know how to make that kind of stuff now. Like yeah. I think I could do a, a food truck, but on like I was thinking about it today. Like um, a friend of mine on Instagram was like, um, he's starting a food truck, and what should he have on there? And I told him like, um, definitely like some chick- chicken fingers and fries, and not just any fries. Make sure you fry them twice, and make sure you're using like real potatoes. And then I was um, thinking like. Um, like all the stuff I know how to do with potatoes now, like I did, I didn't know before. Um, and like just being like be, being older and have different knowledge about stuff is um is incredible. Um, and the fact that like I can pass it on to my kids now um, before they get too old and jaded and not wanting to do different things because um they really get interested in like um. Like making making food, like some sometimes it's only for very short period, short periods of time, but um, they they are interested. Fair enough. All right, y'all. Uh, uh, for you, the listener, uh, Gabe is uh in his current uh RV situation. The power went out in the entire RV park, and maybe even wider. So that is why he disappeared from the program. <laughs> Worry not, he was already, he already said he was going to record me uh, on the road with the real ODP for uh, this week's episode. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome to a, another edition of On the Road with the Real ODP, brought to you by Stace Crunchy and Milk. This is our first on the edition of On the Road uh, since the, our last edition. <laughs> Actually, I stumbled that. I meant to say, I meant to say this is the first edition of the new year, first edition of 2022. Okay, much better. That sounds better. Since our last edition. 
And uh, I, as you can hear, I'm joined by my lovely wife. Hi. And um, last time we were coming to you from just arriving in Mississippi, correct? I think so, yeah. And I didn't even think we've seen the alligator when we talked to them. Yeah, we did not. Uh, so in Mississippi, we saw Elvis the alligator. You know, because no, Mississippi's not known for it. He was just really big. He was a really big alligator. Like, Elvis was a really big superstar. Elvis was a hero to most. I guess. Yes. Um. So when we did they did they, you guys talk about like where we're going? Do they know? Uh. Like where we're like our general. No, or you just kind of like, hey, we're here. Yeah, I I I I make a joke at the beginning of the podcast about the. Uh, how I was uh, um, broadcast where I'm broadcasting from. What, is that funny? I I like to think I'm funny. No, but I mean, okay, I don't get the joke. Well, like um, this week, I said I am coming to you from the free state of Florida. Oh, okay, but you like I was just gonna say like for the listeners who are following our journey i guess we wanted to see the gulf coast that was yes. like kind of what we had planned to do well originally we planned to go to florida first yeah from but, ohio but with the holidays and the snowbirds it got crazy and we got too booked for our and uh some some places were a little too rich for our blood so we're it like, was like no. we were paying like 500 dollars for three nights to live in our home, <laughs> like, we're not even renting someone else's home, but then it was, like, primitive camping, so there's no electric, no sewer, no water, nothing. No thank you. Right, so we, by the time we, like, priced it all out, we were like, no thank you. So anyway, we decided to go from Ohio as far south as we could to get as warm as we could, and then see the Gulf Coast. We're going to do that first. So we went into Alabama, got down to the Gulf... At Mobile, right? That we yeah. talked to them about that. Yes, we did. We talked about how I got um, assaulted at the parade by beads and other tra- uh, other trinkets that they were throwing. Then our plan was to see if we could get from one end to the Gulf, from the west end to the east end, and then get through Florida, which we have successfully done because we are now in Florida. Yeah, we spent a decent amount of time on the Gulf Court coast in mississippi and um we got kind of attached it was one of the hardest places to leave so far oh yeah that uh, especially the second site the pirate cove oh i I really enjoy the pirate cove the whole atmosphere of like that side of the gulf that whole there i mean we were in and out of several cities over there it wasn't just like you know one particular park because we were there for what two weeks no uh, were we? Buccaneer State Park? Yeah. Yeah, we were there for two weeks. Okay. That was a two-week stay. That was really nice. And we were right on the coast. We got to play in the Gulf of Mexico, what, every day, every other day? Pretty much. The people were really friendly. And then even when it was like, we had a couple days where it was like rainy and thundery. We still, it was just, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so nice. So we liked that there. And then when we had to leave, we were like, this is the first time we've really been sad to say goodbye anywhere. Yeah. Like, including saying goodbye to 
<laughs> no, we cried a lot when uh, we left. Yeah. We did. We cried. Um, we rang in the new year at Buccaneer State Park. Uh, I went to this, uh, 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 you know, half the family couldn't make it to midnight. Uh, the other <laughs> half that included me, uh, my 10-year-old and my 6-year-old wanted to go see some fireworks at, at midnight. And we went to this park that people suggested. And I was like, eh, let's go see who this, this park was. But uh, there were some fireworks in the distance, um, some professional fireworks. Uh, but mostly it was just a bunch of uh, good old boys, um, you know, shooting off Roman candles in the parking lot. Well, you didn't get all the way to, like, where the fireworks were being shot off, right? You stopped at, at the beach near where our park was. Because I saw a bunch of cars there, and I thought they could see it from there, and we did see some of it from there. But it was, like, little. Like, when we are, when you're where we were on the Gulf of Mexico, you could see the shoreline. It was, like, a big curve. So you could see this whole, like, I guess inlet or bay. You could see all the way from, like, one end of it to another. It was really neat. And at night, you get to the beach... And then that's it. It's dark, right? Over the water, there's no lights, there's nothing. It's really, really cool. Like, there's this very distinct darkness. So when we thought about the fireworks, I was like, we should go, we should go. But then midnight came, and that was not... I think it was like 9 p.m. came. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, this isn't going to happen for our family, but you powered through. You did it. I did. I took them. And my six-year-old was so excited to see even just the the, um, the country boys in their uh, in their country music and their um, uh, Roman candles. He was excited to see that. Well, uh, it got to midnight, and um, uh, the kids wanted to stay just a tiny bit longer until. Uh, I guess one of the Roman candles went sideways <laughs> and blew up like two feet away from us. And they're like, let's go, let's go. And they were so freaked out by it. I, my back, I don't see, I didn't see how close it was. Oh my gosh. I just came, saw some sparks like fly past me. They came busting in and woke me up. Well, I wasn't, I don't know if I was even really asleep, but they came out like you mouth off somebody and that they got, you got into some fight. fight and they're shooting fireworks at me. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. It's just the way that they were so scared. Daddy almost died. I think it's a slight exaggeration. I don't know. If you talk to the kids, they're like... I mean... They said they, it blew up like two feet behind you. They said two you. feet, but then they hold out their hands and it's like ten inches. I mean, I think... I don't know. I thought I would have noticed or something that a firework so, blew up behind I, you know, me. I never asked. Did they say they were sorry? No. They didn't even come over and check on us. Did they see that they had almost hit you with a firework? I don't know if they saw it. Okay. There was some drinking involved, I bet. Oh, sure. And they had young kids themselves. That doesn't usually stop a ton of people. It doesn't. A lot of people with young kids enjoy drinking. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Some of them because of the young kids. Yeah. That's what I meant. Well, we, we hope. Um, you don't think they shot it at you because you were Puerto Rican? They might have. 
Who knows? You are getting very dark in the sun. Yeah, the sun is keeping pretty dark, pretty Puerto Rican looking. I cannot remember the last time that you were this dark because maybe on our honeymoon? Uh, in Belize. Spending a week in the sun. Yeah, you've been inside for your whole life. Drinking rum punches and pina coladas. Uh, good times. Yes, Belize was a lot of fun. Alright, and, um... Okay, so we saw an alligator. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we saw an alligator named Elvis. He was nine feet long. It was huge. He was huge. This was like a monster alligator. I did not expect this alligator to be this big. Where we were staying, this is before we got to the Pirate Cove, we were staying in another place in Mississippi, and they were like, there's a there's a corner of the by like guess what were we in a salt marsh uh, yeah there's a corner yeah, of the salt, salt marsh it's like brackish water where alligators live there's this one corner that they the locals call gator pond and you can see elvis there's two alligators that live there there's a dark dark green one and like this bigger gray one and elvis is the bigger gray one and we're like okay so we decided i took the kids right you stayed yes. back and you were working. I was working. And I took the kids for a walk over to quote unquote Gator Pond. And sure enough, freaking nine foot alligator just hanging out there in the brackish water. Sunbathing. Sunning. I couldn't believe it. It was so big. So we took pictures. We were super excited. That was one of damn it with the name sorry sorry you make it to you uh edit overtime she has a checklist of things and most of them we thought would take place in florida but she did want to see an alligator in the wild and we got to do that in mississippi yeah that was fun and we also took a day trip to louisiana took a couple day trips to louisiana yeah the the first, first one the first one we went on the swamp tour yeah, that was fun. That was fun and very informative and learned a lot. Uh, we learned the difference between a bayou and a swamp. I, now I know the difference between a bayou and a swamp. Do and, you remember what it is? No. <laughs> you don't know the difference then. Well, I know it. It's in the back of my mind, and I'm sure I can come up with it if I thought about it a lot. So the swamp is the water, right? Yes, and the bayou is... Or is it the other way around? Now I don't remember. Now See, I don't now, know either. Don't oh know. gosh. Um, but we also It'll learned come to me later. that people who live in the bayou will eat anything. Yes. Our and, tour guide was very adamant about all the birds he wants to eat. Like, I'm loving that damn bird. I like that <laughs> bird. I'm going to eat that bird. I was wondering if you were going to do your, your Louisiana accent. Well, that's Yeah, isn't that it? No. How did he sound? Not like that. I sound like that. He's like, look at that damn gator. I'm eat that gator. No, he didn't sound like that. He was, I don't know. He sounded like he was from Louisiana. He did say about the bird that was introduced. They had they had to introduce a bird species to get rid of another species of what was that a snail? Yeah, um, the invasive snail. Yeah, so there's this invasive snail. They introduced a bird that will eat it. They and he said, "I can't wait till they put a season out on those." Doesn't that look like a bird you want to eat? And I don't oh, like that damn our bird. daughter just died. 
she's a vegetarian and she has love for all these animals and, uh this guy talking about all the animals he eats and all the hunting he does did not sit well with her no he was Poor like thing. describing in great detail like these duck hunting and we do duck hunting we duck hunt and how you know you have to sit in the water with the gun and it's just like and there's people that live on the water that was neat yeah they have a uh, waterfront property but like only waterfront property. Yeah, only there's waterfront no, park. There's yes. no land back property. They had to take a boat. The people we saw, they were coming back from errands, and they had Target bags and Chick Fil A. And well, like, if the Target and the Chick Fil A is not right on, not right on the water, how did they get there? Well, they have a car that's like parked on the road. Oh. He told us that. They keep a car, there's like a little like, turnaround, I guess, at the dead end of the road, and it r- runs right into the river. Ah. And they use their little boats to go back and forth across the river. But the they, I'm sure they own a car. I don't, can't imagine they Uber. Hmm. The Bayou folk. But, like, I also don't imagine they go to Target and Chick-fil-A often either, right? No, I guess not. That way of life is... Not conducive to, you know, Maxinistas or the people who shop at TJ Maxx. Oh, I didn't know that's what they're called. There's a commercial. I don't know ah. if it's, like, recent or I don't know. They call them Maxinistas. I just remember do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do TJ Maxx. You don't remember that commercial? <laughs> I don't. Oh. That's, that's... But I, like, were you an <laughs> instrument or was it a song? That was a song that went do 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 and you didn't even know that song existed in the night. I didn't know that. No, I didn't. The kids have not stopped singing it. No, but you didn't. I mean, there's, we're the same age uh, group, and we there's a lot of things that we don't know, like that we both grew up on. Like, you didn't know about the mad goat. The mad goat? The goat that gets mad on Sesame oh, Street. Oh, that was like a like pivotal part of your childhood, right? It's all right to get mad. <laughs> I remember when you told me that. You don't remember that. I don't remember the goat at all. I mean, I know the goat now because you have since told me about the goat, but I don't remember the goat. We grew up very differently. I guess so. White suburbia versus like... Uh, Well, I lived in white suburbia too. Not when you were a little kid. I mean, I guess not. It wasn't suburbia, but there was still some white people by me. There's some Puerto Ricans by us too. All right, well, I guess that's exactly the same. Sort of, kind of. And, uh, all right, back to On the Road. Sorry, sorry. That's all right. We get sidetracked. Well, the show is very sidetracked. You got, so we got some of our best material from getting sidetracked. And, um, oh, what else we tried? Like, on our last night there in Mississippi, we tried oysters. Yeah, that felt like a... 
like um like an archaeological or like an anthropological kind of experiment that we had to do because of we you know we played on the beaches every day we see these oyster shells There's oyster shells everywhere littered every bar every restaurant is oyster 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 and so you know they have an oyster drop that we missed but they drop an oyster at new year's yes instead of yeah. like a the time Times Square ball, they have this giant oyster on one of the, in one of the little cities that we were in, and it they count it down and it falls off of the top of the building like yes. not off of the top of the building you know it's, what I it's mean like, that, like a ball like, drop. It's like um, Georgia has the peach drop. They do. Yeah, uh, Tyrell has told this story uh, a few times on the podcast about the Georgia. But so oysters are everywhere. We're on the golf. We didn't. We don't think if we, we thought if we're gonna get oysters, this is the place to get them. They're not gonna get any better than this. Yeah, yeah. So we decided on our last night it had to be done. Got a half a dozen raw oysters. Right. That's six. There are six people in our family. Yeah. So we figure that's one per. We'll put one on the plate for everybody. We'll get the crackers and the cocktail sauce and the lemon juice and the Tabasco, and we'll just Go give to... it a shot. Yeah. Well, most of, go? most of the kids were not willing. You got you got to ask me as the person. How many who, did you eat? I ate three. Really? Or four? I my own. You ate mine. I ate yours. Ate most of. Oh uh, God damn it! I'm sorry with the names. Sorry, that, T. That's all right. I ate. You I ate, ate yours. I ate my daughter's. Not the ten. The ten year old. Uh, I ate the, the three-year-old. Three she she, just, she sniffed it. She it. sniffed it once and said, "Yuck." Uh, God bless my six-year-old. He tried it. He oh, put he it. He wanted a, to like it so bad. He was so brave. He put it on a cracker and he put some cocktail sauce on it and he's like, "I'm gonna try this." He was so excited and. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, thank you, not from a consumer of." So we ordered a, a half dozen oysters horse. and you ate five. Oysters, because yes. no one would try them. So, we ordered six oysters. Not a lot. And you ate how many? Like, total. Just about everybody's. I mean, you probably ate five and a half oysters. Yeah, pretty right? much. Well, I had to. I don't I don't like food going to waste. I and, had to. <laughs> and I guess I didn't have to. Well, they, and I took... they weren't cheap. No, they weren't. They weren't cheap, even though we were in the oyster capital. I mean, I only had like a, a bite of mine, and then you ate it. Yeah, and so, then the girls turned their nose up at him and didn't have any, so I had to eat. He took a bite. Edit that name out. Sorry. Oh, I'm the worst. Um, the six-year-old, he put his on a cracker and covered it with cocktail sauce. And was willing to try it. But you ate the rest of it, right? So yeah, like, he took one bite of that and he's like, nope. So what I'm trying to get at is that we ordered six oysters and you ate 5.75. Yes. <laughs> they weren't bad if you covered them in Tabasco sauce. I mean, but can you, you can eat anything if it's covered in, you can eat a tire if it's covered in Tabasco sauce, right? P- pretty much. So maybe it was just Tabasco sauce. Save yourself the trouble eating oysters. I mean, you should have known. Uh, oh, it was so it was terrible. The they guys, terrible. the guys sent a video uh, recently where they put these two uh, 
dirty fish tanks and one of them had oysters and one of them didn't and they time lapsed it and the one dirty fish tank with the oysters got clean well they do that that's like what their that that's their function are like filters they're like the kidney of the ocean so i ate ugh. if you like oysters i do not mean to yuck your yum the texture of a shrimp but like if a shrimp and a rubber band had a baby and then they <laughs> rolled it in sand and then sprayed it with the smell of SeaWorld. Yes. Pretty much. That's a, a pretty apt description. Oh my so, if you've not had oysters, let me sell you on the magnificent world of oysters. Even the fried ones. I had a fried oyster pull boy and it was like gritty. That's what they're supposed to do. That's their function. They, like, turn all that sand into pearls, which are basically yeah. just oyster shit. So, the pearls are oyster shit? Like, yeah, on some level. Yeah, there's a whole mean, new meaning to pearl necklace. And, uh... So, but oysters don't get much better than that, and they're not getting to ring it in. No, but glad we did. I'm glad we did. I'm glad I mean, we did. Kudos to us for being so brave. Yes, and being adventurous. We are so we are so adventurous. All right, and so what else? What else do we got to oh, talk about? Well, we went back to Louisiana to go to New Orleans. I'm sorry, where did we go? We went back to Louisiana to go to New Orleans. Okay. Are you gonna do the accent again? I'll guarantee we went to New Orleans. Okay. But this wasn't the uh, bayou part of New Orleans. This was the other part of New Orleans. The city part. The city part. The part Katrina wrecked. Yeah. We met my cousin there. Cousin. You're going to correct everything I say? When you say it wrong. <laughs> it's not a cousin. It's a cousin. Um, Alright. And she was there... F- it was like one of her last days there visiting, and we're like, "Well, shit, we're only half away. Let's go see you." And I we don't even th- think it was that far away. It was like, right? Not even an hour. Not even. We got some beignets from Cafe Du Monde. Those were yummy. They are not overselling those. No, beignets are good. But like the Cafe Du Monde ones, those are the the well known. That's the that's the place. Yes. And. There's a reason that. Like, I don't know. Are they a date food? They're not really a date food because you get powder all over yourself. Well, I just definitely would not wear black. No. I got powder all over my, my jeans. And, uh... Well, and your poor cousin, she was wearing all black. Yes. Uh, but just bring baby wipes. It's fine. They clean everything. And then we checked out some of the sites, a, a sculpture garden... We spent some time... That was City Park. Yes. The Sculpture Garden in City Park. And then we went to Storyland. Which the kids loved. They loved Storyland. That It's like it, this it, creepy... <laughs> like... It, I don't... It's like... It's it's like storybook stuff. Like um, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, like an Alice in Wonderland exhibit. Which looked too much like the Disney one. I'm like, they're going to get sued. So, uh, yeah, there was, and then they had, 
ships were all named the Disney characters. I was like, yeah, you can't do that. You didn't got their permission. Everything was kind of Disney-y. Well, uh, some of them weren't from Disney things. Like, what was the one, the, the tale of the crocodile in the middle of a forest of oh, musical the, instruments? Yeah, the the New Orleans crocodile fairy tale. And then there was the possum lady. Yeah. <laughs> My soulmate. Oh, uh, yeah. If you follow her on Instagram, you saw a picture of her with the with the possum lady there. Uh, it was creepy. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute. And the kids no, loved the it. kids had a ton of fun. It's just, you know, giant life-size storybook statues. And uh, we went to a sculpture garden. That was free. They accepted donations, but every time a free place accepts donations... It makes me think of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's, like, laughing because he thinks, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You want me to give you money out of the goodness of my heart? Ha, 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 And then, like, it's, it was with um that substitute teacher that Lisa fell in love with. I don't remember this. I'm a big Simpsons fan. I don't remember. Oh, that's just a funny moment. Oh. The way he's laughing at them. And we didn't give money, by the way. I mean, they're starving artists for a reason. I mean, the people were that had made those. Anyway. Anyway, they were priceless works of art. They were. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yes. I I made a joke about like I feel like I could do some of these, and my wife rolled her eyes at me. I did. I just don't. See you being like an artiste. Um, maybe, but some of them were bullshit. <laughs> like, which ones were bullshit? Like, the one, what was the one was just a bunch of metal bent up and thrown together, and it's like just with clever names like capitalism and stuff like that. Like, I can do that, I can bend up metal with the best of them. I used to work demolition. I would just take a, a solid piece of metal and smash it with a sledgehammer until it looks like something. But I think that's not sort of the point, right? Like, isn't it that, like, you have a statement to use, like, a creative energy and a different medium to get that statement out? And so the art is supposed to mean something. You can't just bang some shit together and then pretend to be an artist let's get a come up with a clever backstory to your your piece see you with that drive well no i mean because you're about you're already here like trying to like finagle your art to get the best biggest sales price well i mean hey that's capitalism man oh i see I see what you did there. And, uh... So, a full circle joke. <laughs> um, we went to this, uh, great restaurant. <gasps> yeah. Yes, for oh, lunch. Oh, Willie Mays. Not to be confused with the famous baseball player. I was very excited when she's when she said, let's go to Willie Mays. I'm like, Willie Mays? Oh, well, Mays is from Nolans? <laughs> I'm keep calling it Nolans. I mean, I guess. You have every right to since you've nailed the accent. I guarantee. (laughs) So, Willie Mays was really good. 
Yes, it was delicious. And I'm so mad because, like, we took the leftovers. Where? I put the bag in the back of the truck. It's a pickup truck. Because I don't want, I didn't want the inside of our truck smelling like food. And then we valeted our car. Yes. So that we could walk around downtown. Yes, watch walk the French Quarter. And, I mean, in a giant metropolis, a bag of food left unattended in the back of a pickup truck. Ah, uh, some creature got in there and chewed a hole in the bag. And had their fill of some delicious... The butter beans that I was saving for lunch. Butter beans and rice, chicken... Fried chicken. All oh, that went to waste. Ah, stupid rat. We think it's a rat? I know our daughter thinks it's a rat. Probably. It has a rat-sized hole. Or like a gull. A gull? I think a gull would have done that. Gulls do eat chicken, though. I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be easier for a gull to get it. That's true. <laughs> the sticky feet. Walk up walls, easy breezy. And then another family member we met met down in Nolans. We ran into your brother. Yeah, my brother's hanging out down there. We met up with him in Chattanooga, and then again somewhere in Alabama. And he, then when I told my mom that we were going to New Orleans to see your cousin, she's like, "You know, your brother's down there." She say it like that? No, but she had some sass to her. Maybe not that much sass, but like, you should probably call him. And we did. We met up with him. We did. We walked around the French Quarter. Yeah. I did. I don't know if it was a homeless gentleman. Um, but. Oh, gosh. When you were talking to him on the stairs. I was just friendly and treat people like humans I know, and but he stopped how you me sucked into these like He's, 30 minute conversations it wasn't 30 minutes you're so it exaggerating was so long it felt like a long time because it was uncomfortable because he stopped me it wasn't uncomfortable for me and he says those are some nice shoes and i said thanks what was i supposed to do ignore him just say thank you sir, my shoes. Like, he's like hey you stop right there yeah, did he tell you to stop moving well he stood kind of in front of me he says he says, I'll make a bet with you. If I can tell you where you got those shoes, um, I'll leave you alone. Is that what he said? Yes. Okay. He's, uh, he said, he, I said, you know where we, I got these shoes? He says, yes. He's, I'm like, all right. What did I, he's like, you know, I know where you got those shoes. You got them at the bottom of your feet. Ah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, all right, that's funny. And then he sprayed some oil on my shoe, my shoes. But by the way, these shoes are PF flyers. If you don't know, don't know what a PF flyer is, it's like a a a, a Chuck Taylor. Like a Converse. Yeah, they were just like canvas with they're a, canvas shoes with a leather toe. It's not even leather; it's like rubber. Rubber toe, and he wanted to shine my. <laughs> my PF flyers, and besides, before he asked if he's okay, he sprayed them with some kind of oil. I didn't notice. Are your shoes discolored? No, no. Venmo is. You don't understand what Venmo is? No, I don't. What? I know that the uh, Matt Gates used it to like uh, uh. Tra- 
I think if at this point in 2022 you don't know how PayPal or Venmo work, there's just... I mean, we're just going to have to assign you to, like, old crotchety old man. Well, this crotchety old man was not going to pay this guy to shine his PF flyers. Like, no, nah, man, I got to go. I got to go. But that was pretty clever of him. There's a joke. Yep. There's one for the road. I know where you got those shoes from. No, you can't say from. Because that ruins the joke. I know where you got those shoes. You've got them on the bottom of your feet. That's funny. That is funny. It's not funny to spray my shoes with oil, but it's funny. (laughs) Are you okay about that? I feel like you are harboring some kind of resentment. No, it's all right. He's just trying to make this. He's hustling, man. He's hustling. I appreciate the... I respect the hustle. (sighs) Um, Dolan's was pretty fun. Mississippi was pretty fun. Mississippi was hard to leave. I liked it down there. Oh, I know. That was like... The one to the, on the hardest. The time we were there, we've been at other places for two weeks, and it's just the atmosphere. People were laid back. It was kind of a slow pace. Oh God, it was a slow pace. The <laughs> people had to go exactly 25 miles per hour on this road. Oh my gosh! But everyone was so lovely. Yes. Like just lovely. I will say that it would take an awful lot for me to lay down some cash. To purchase a home there. Especially with all the hurricane problems. I mean, that place is not at all rebuilt up. Well, they just... They keep getting hit by hurricanes. They've got these houses on, like, three-story stilts. So you have to walk up three flights of stairs just to get to the first floor of your house. It's like, um... It's like the Jetsons. I mean, unreal. Like, I've seen beach houses before. I've seen waterfront houses i've even videos of floating villages but i've never seen anything so high up yeah 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 they do have a lot of houses built on stilts but they the stilts were so high that would just blew my mind and then there were so many empty lots just so many that were just bulldozed completely gone driveways to nowhere it was kind of sad well, Waveland, where we stayed, was the ground zero for Katrina. Yes, they have a uh, ground zero museum that we visited. Very sad, not very Waka Waka worthy. So I won't get too, into that too much on the podcast, but I would uh, I would recommend going to see it just to see the impact of what happened to these poor people. It's weird to watch that stuff. Yeah. Like. And then. Uh, um what else what else you got up there on our list of things to talk about um i think that's it for mississippi and uh uh the parts of nolans that we saw so far yeah, Louisiana, the west Louisiana. coast of the gulf nah and the next uh at the next installment of on the road we probably should we'll give you more of the floridian experience a floridian i know is right we weren't sure about louisiana or uh <laughs> alabamian is there a Google? Can we just Google that and find out? Should, I, I thought, it, I mean, there's since not we're be used a to Ohioans being Ohioans, you just add an at the end of all this stuff. and I'm not sure it works. Oh, but I know that people from Phoenix are Phoenicians. Really? Yeah. I'm, like, stumped by that. Yeah. No, it just, I feel like Phoenician is 
that ancient civilization. Oh, maybe it is. <sighs> sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm really tired. Yeah. That is kind of like my running personality trait these days. Well, do we do record these at night after the kids go to bed? Just freaking She exhausted. gets worn down. I'm so tired. This is not an easy lifestyle. It is not. It's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, keeping kids occupied and entertained and cooking and cleaning. And my wife does most of it. I, I do my fair share. You do a lot. Thank you. You're a good house husband. Thank you. A good RV husband. And, uh, but not much to talk about about Florida. We, we went to, uh, I think we'll get into that more in the next podcast. We checked out a We've checked out a few places. We went to a... Uh, we're on our second stop currently in yeah. Florida. And uh, we're going to do how many stops in Florida? Eight? Whirlwind. Florida for the next month is going to be quite the experience. So we'll have lots to talk about. And, I mean, I did... I have learned something so far. Swamp Ape is just a... <laughs> there's, a swamp Ape is not a thing. It's not a thing. There's no such thing as a swamp ape. Well, I mean, maybe there is, but like maybe there is. It's like Bigfoot, but I thought it was like a known known. It was like a swamp ape. Like there's, if you go to the swamp, there's there's some apes in the in the trees. Are there any well, apes lo- in North America? I don't know. Why wouldn't there be? I know we have monkeys, but are there apes? There. Like there's monkeys in Florida. I just I didn't know. You hear a thing called a swamp ape. And we figured, like, oh, they're swamp apes. I think that's kind of like the whole, like, the Bigfoot naysayers are like, there's no such thing as a Bigfoot because there's no apes in North America, so they couldn't have evolved into a Bigfoot. Oh. I didn't know there's no apes in North America. Well, I thought think there, about it. I thought there were... Have you ever heard of the Canadian gorilla? No, but... <laughs> There are no apes in North America. So swamp apes aren't a thing. So swamp apes aren't a thing. Unless it's like a skinwalker or like a shapeshifter. What? Those are like real things. They're not real things. Alright, well, I was mistaken. I thought that was like an animal you find in the the, uh, book of animals. And says, this is a swamp ape. (laughs) It th- I pictured it as an ape with long hair. Did it have, like, moss growing on it? Like, Spanish moss? Well, I thought it was just a dirty ape. Because <laughs> they live in a swamp, and they're like, I guarantee you, I, <laughs> I want that there banana. <laughs> we'll get that banana. There's no bananas. No bananas, no apes. There's oranges. So it could eat oranges. And ants. Don't, don't they eat ants anyway? Why do people say gorillas are vegans? Ants are meat. You can't just eat an ant. <laughs> meat. We call the vegan. What's well, a living thing? If I can't eat honey and be a vegan, uh, gorillas can't <laughs> eat ants and be vegans. They're not vegans. I don't call bullshit on on uh, gorilla. Ve- Wait, now do gorillas eat ants or do chimpanzees eat ants? I know what chimpanzees do because they use tools. Well, since I'm using my phone to record this, I can't really look it up right now. But asleep on my phone. Oh, our youngest daughter's asleep on my wife's phone, so she can't look it up either. But 
I know. Alright, I know this isn't the best source, but I thought I saw uh, the gorillas in Tarzan eat apes. Wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw. I thought I saw the gorillas in Tarzan eat ants. Tarzan the movie? The, With Brendan Fraser? No, the cartoon. <laughs> well, why is that funny? Why wouldn't they put that... Yeah, but in the cartoon, <laughs> they had the gorillas eat ants. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't they have done their research on the Tarzan cartoon? Well, I mean, I mean, they clearly they got a lot of things. Gorilla. They got a lot of things accurate. Like the there's one gorilla troop leader and. And <laughs> that's it. And what they ate. All right. Well, I definitely do not recommend sourcing information from cartoons. Gorillas eat ants. Ah, my daughter is, should be asleep because it's damn near 11 o'clock. Um, is yelling from another room and she's the animal expert. So they do eat ants. So there. This is Gorillas where are not vegans. This is where we've come to in our homeschool, is that we just rely on our daughter to tell us everything about it. we got to stop calling them vegans. we got to stop that meme where, like, vegans say, like, well, you don't ask a gorilla where they get their, their protein. I mean, they clearly get it from ants. They get it from ants. I love you. You're so pretty. What's... Can we all, can we at least agree that gorillas aren't vegans? Yes, yes. That I don't think is like, okay. they're omnivores, right? They eat all sorts of things. Grubs. Well, a Gorilla Grodd from DC eats brains. Who? Gorilla Grodd, the comic book character. Oh, I don't know that. Sorry, baby. Okay. He's a telepathic gorilla. I mean. From the, Gorilla City. It's probably a better source than a Tarzan cartoon. All right. This is running long. Sorry. And we're getting off the rails. Uh, I just wanted to mention that while in Florida, I learned that... Uh, There's no swamp apes. Swamp apes is, is like the Yeti. Or like the Abominable Snowman. Or like... Uh, what? The Abominable Snowman. Abominable? Ad- abominable snowman means you should go to sleep (laughs) go to sleep you're interrupting my podcast this isn't professional (sighs) this is what you get when you're on the road when you're on the road with the old real the real odp brought to you by states country and milk um well and we look forward to talking to you more about the floridian uh experience We'll have to make, like, note cards or something so we can keep on track. Yeah. Or no? Hey, people like the like getting off track. All right. We love you. We appreciate you. And anything else, dear? I don't have anything. I mean, I've got loads of stories, but... 
I'm a little too tired. All right. Good night, folks. Good night. Now back to Skip. So that's why he wasn't supposed to be on the show this week. He was going to record me a little side project, but he was just like, I want to come on. I'm like, all right, bro, come on. <laughs> but uh, y'all, y'all know the deal is, you know what I'm saying? We've gone through everybody's little, little life events and issues and, and disgust and so forth. And uh, we just shamble on on over to uh, uh, another asshole. Now, here's the deal here. I got one. It's just, this is going to be one of the weeks where we do one for T. Because this one is, a, <laughs> this one got some shit going. And then that motherfucker printed up, wrote up a whole update. And I'm like, this shit got to be the burner. So I got to know what's going on with that one. Uh, and in fact, I'll read you that title right now. So you guys know what's going on with that one. The one I want to read that we will be reading is, I'm an asshole for telling my girlfriend she ruined my night by insisting she comes along. Hmm. And like I said, that bitch got a big old backup. Uh, the other options are Emma the asshole for not wanting to help my ex with our daughter. Emma the asshole for beating my boyfriend at Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Emma the asshole for not forgiving my bestie for ghosting me for six months. And Emma the asshole for getting angry with my girlfriend and demanding she played pay to replace my sheets after she got blood on them. Oh no. Uh, my son saw that one over my shoulder as I was pulling them, and he was like, oh, yeah, that dude tripping. I go, you are correct, son. This, if nothing else, means I am raising you right, <laughs> and I feel good about that. <laughs> so those are what I, I present to the class this week. I told you the one is a, is, is coming is a, no, no matter what. Uh, what about the others that if you think you want to? The Mario Kart one made me chuckle. Smash Brothers, not Kart. Or, or Smash Brothers, yeah. 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 I'm right. fine with that one. Cool, cool. In fact, we'll start with that one. Another asshole for beating my boyfriend at Super Smash Brothers. My boyfriend and I are competitive people and often mm. play board games, video games, puzzles, etc. Play puzzles? Yeah, no, don't do that to yourself. Against each other. We are both in STEM fields and we compete in a lot of things. It's usually all in good fun. I often win in puzzles and him in video games. We recently visited his parents for the holidays and he brought back an old console and we played Super Smash Bros. together, a game he used to play as a kid. Not going to lie, he beat me pretty badly, but what bothered me was how condescending he was about it. When I asked him questions about how to get better or what to do, he said something along the lines of, you could play for years and never beat me. And I shouldn't even try because I had no chance. He wouldn't even properly explain the controls to me. It was frustrating. <laughs> And I saw red, and I thought to myself, oh, it's on, motherfucker. Oh, wow. So I Googled how to improve, and I asked a mutual friend for help, who linked me to a bunch of YouTube videos on how to play. And apparently, you can play the game online, even though it's so old. So clearly, this is, it's got to be Brawl on the Wii, because that's the only one that's online. Uh, I have a very OCD personality, and I am well organized when it comes to learning. I did a crazy intensive coding boot camp to get the job I have now, as I didn't study programming in school, so I immediately hired the best Smash Bros. coach I could find. Never thought these even existed until I looked. 
And then, excuse me, and they were surprisingly cheap. I even paid more than what the coach asked for per hour because he was so helpful. He was asking like 15 an hour or something like that. WCF, every piano lesson I ever had was, was 40 plus. Learning the game was hard, but not that difficult compared to my boot camp. My coach would do an hour a day with me explaining things and give me stuff to practice on my own. I'd only do this during the day when my boyfriend was at work. I worked from home. Within weeks, we were playing close matches, and within a month, I was beating him. I could tell he was getting more and more frustrated. He forced me to play until he won one or make excuses. Honestly, I started losing on purpose sometimes to spare his feelings. In one of our more intense sessions, he threw his controller and yelled at me, and I replied, you could train for years and never beat me. God damn oh, wow. right. And he wouldn't speak to me all night. To be fair, I did gloat a lot. He must have complained to our mutual friend about it because he found out I was secretly practicing and he got really mad at me. Apparently it's fucked up. I hid this and paid money only to humiliate him. And it's been so frustrating. It's even affecting him at work. I told him that this was just my personality and how I approach challenges and his ego should be able to handle losing. He demands I apologize and refuses to play Smash with me anymore, and it's extra annoying anytime he beats me in other, other stuff we play together. So Reddit, am I the asshole for secretly training and beating him? Man, this guy sounds like... Thank this you guy sounds like this. Yeah, this guy sounds like a bitch. Just, just, just the worst type of human being. It's like, you talk all that gang, and then when you get it back to you uh, tenfold, because you fucked with the wrong one. You, you, you know what I'm saying? That, that's how bullies be, man. That's exactly what it is. Bullies on that bullshit. Holy cow. Yeah, she, she's not the asshole. Or the person's no, not no. the asshole. For sure. They're not the asshole. And, and indeed, your boyfriend is the asshole. That's why, that's why he took... That's why he taking them smash L's. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first uh, comment is not the asshole. Also, so funny, LMAO. Also, let your partner know that if he's if him losing a match at Smash is affecting him at work, he might need to see a therapist and unpack those thoughts and emotions because it's not healthy at all to be to be hype focused like this with something as silly as games between friends and partners. Facts. I'm trying hmm. to see if anybody else has uh, written in on this one. Some comment section. It's probably not a coincidence. Here's more. What the hell? Oh, it got deleted. I guess that man, people being here still in comments in uh these Reddit streets. So the comment was removed by a, re- a moderator, and and somebody responded underneath there. I, I, I guess a, a bot responded saying the above comment was stolen from this one elsewhere in the comment section. It's probably not a coincidence. Here is more evidence against the user. Sheesh. Don't play on Reddit, man. These cats is is, is not fucking around. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, I don't see anybody who, uh, you know, got, you know, glistening, shining uh, response or anything like that there. And I don't think I see anything more from the OP who probably just took they uh, took they win and, and ran with it because everybody's saying not the asshole. And uh, I certainly agree. They are not the asshole. Well played, in my opinion. That's what you do, people. You know what I'm saying? Talk that shit. <laughs> Come back and bite you the ass. Uh, as for the one I'm interested in, holy cow, 
am an asshole for telling my girlfriend she ruled my night by insisting she comes along. Hmm. Uh, my girlfriend and I, both 20 female, have been dating for a year. My girlfriend, Jane, and I have separate friend groups. Jane doesn't get along with my friends, yet insists she is brought with, along to our nights out slash in. It's incredibly uncomfortable because whilst she's also a woman, these get-togethers are, are no partners allowed parties. Plus, she doesn't get along with anyone, so it's super awkward. I was invited out to one of the, their parties, and Jane got upset that I'm going without her. I'll be gone from 10 a.m. Friday to afternoon on Saturday. It's a hell of a set. She has no issues with both of us going, but without her, it's an issue. I said I'd leave later and try to get back earlier, but she wouldn't have it either. I ended up bringing her along, and it was a nightmare. The mood was brought down, and no one could really ha- no one really had fun, as all of my friends seemed to be walking on eggshells around her. When we got back, she kept gloating about how much fun she had, but I felt the opposite. I said, well, I'm glad someone had fun. <laughs> she got upset and asked me what I meant, and I explained that I was a friend. It was a friend night in, and she wasn't invited. She got super upset and pulled some crap about how it's toxic that I want to have a night out without her. False. That's gaslighting. We already know where this is going. She says she's hurt that I one didn't want her there, and two that I that I said she ruined the night. I just wanted to spend time with my friends one on one. Am I the asshole? Edit for clarification. I mentioned Jane's gender because usually on posts like these, the the no partner rule is because the partners are opposite sex, so it's a safe space for people to talk. Guys' night or girls' night. I bought it that she's a woman because all my friends have male partners, but it's still a no a no partners night despite the gender. I am female. Jane is female. I am bi. Jane is a lesbian. All my friends are female. The party was a birthday celebration, which is why it was over two days. They usually aren't that long. So clearly people were asking questions and they needed some positions clarified. Uh, let's see. Info. Somebody, somebody asked, Info, why are you dating someone who no one seems to like? You included. <laughs> <laughs> the OP responds, I love my girlfriend. I'm just sick of her double standards. I'm not allowed to join her on her nights out with her friends. She could have chilled in our apartment like I do when she goes out. And then someone responds to that saying, sometimes love is not enough. She is shutting you out from her nights, but demands to join yours and even ruins them. That does not seem like a healthy relationship worth having. You're going to end up losing all your friends if, if you keep this up. So that's just some comments that, that were made in that post. But then, so basically I found the, 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 the update post before I found the original post. I had to go dig for the original post. Here is the update. Emma the asshole update. Emma the asshole for telling my girlfriend she ruled my night out by and says she comes along. So, the majority vote was not the asshole, with a few you're the asshole votes sprinkled in. A lot of people were generally mad at me for being in that kind of relationship, which didn't make sense. But what can you do? Another thing I want to address, a lot of people kept saying no means no and stick with it when you say no. I want to reiterate that that does not work with Jane in these scenarios. Huh. Mm-hmm. Jane from uh, from Ted Lasso is also this type of person, so that makes me laugh that this uh, person named her Jane. <laughs> My man Beard's uh, girlfriend, mm-hmm. or not girlfriend, whatever the hell's going on between them two. I got some good advice and used it to the best of my ability. I also feel I owe everyone an explanation as to why I was dating Jane. Oh, that shit says was dating Jane, so. Hmm. First, 
My parents were in a very toxic relationship all throughout my childhood. They despise each other, but refuse to divorce or even move out for the benefit of the kids. Clearly, that didn't work. Second, Jane's behavior wasn't always so toxic. But once she started to act how my parents did to each other, my dumb brain associated that with love. I now know that is not the case. But Jane was my first real relationship. The first was a few months that ended with me being cheated on. I sat Jane down and explained that I feel sad by the double standard between her friends and mine. I expressed that I have no idea why she's so possessive and insists on coming to every party. Then she said something I was not prepared for. I can't trust that you won't go and fuck everyone whilst out because you're bisexual. Mm. She went on to explain that she finds many of my friends attractive and assumes I did too. And so projected her own attraction onto me and became jealous and possessive. She also said there's a 50% extra chance you'll cheat on me because you swing both ways. Oh, so Jane is biphobic and we now know what to do with this. Throw the whole woman out. I brought up some issues with how she conducts herself and she began crying and gaslighting me. What I said. Actually, gaslighting. But I stood my ground. As for why she's so possessive in her own word, she just is. And it and does it because she loves me. I was shocked. <laughs> I needed time to cool down and think, but I made the t- decision to break up with Jay. I don't want to I don't want any biphobia in my life. I told her as such, but she did not take it well. As I was calling one of my friends, I noticed all my cash from my purse, around 100 pounds, was missing. Hmm. Clearly, uh, excuse me, along with my card that has since been sorted. She got very angry when I called her out and I left for my own safety. I'm currently staying at a friend's house. Jane didn't want to leave and it was getting dicey. But I called the cops and they removed her. But I didn't feel safe being home alone after that. I also apologized to my friend and she said it was fine. She was happy I'm on the, I'm out of the relationship. This friend is ride or die as I am for her. I asked if she, my friend, would dump me as a friend if I continue to be with Jane. She said, absolutely not. What kind of asshole friend would I be? Who does that? So yeah, a sort of happy ending. Thanks to everyone who gave me good advice. So, I mean, that all got handled. Yes, her partner was a colossal asshole and factually as such and a terrible person on a couple of different levels. And I know Bob, uh, Aunt don't like me throwing around terrible person, but this person was literally terrible. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what, what she should do now is fuck her friend. You gotta go fuck her friend. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and, then, and then text Jane and be like, your, your nightmares have come true. <laughs> Well, no, nah, don't text that bitch. That bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can get hurt or tire slashed or some shit. You stay away from her, far away from her. That's uh, that is that is no bueno. Uh, let's see. I think people screw up attraction and, for lack of a better word, need. So a person who's attracted to men, the man in their life fulfills that need. Same with a person attracted to women. I think it gets screwed up when a person is attracted to both and people don't realize that they don't need both to fulfill need. Either to fulfill needs, either fulfills. It's either fulfills it. Okay. So a partner who doesn't quite fulfill, or excuse me, fully understand it feels like they don't provide both and think the other person will be tempted to fulfill that non-existent part of that need. Okay. I I, I, I can hear that. I can, I, I, I get that. Uh, 
like I said, that woman is uh was clearly biphobic. Just so strong. I I, I never I, I I never will understand. I wouldn't say biphobic. Of, I would say insecure. Assuredly, but she said specifically that you are bisexual and will fuck around on me. That shit is the is is the basis of biphobia. Just is. And uh I would like wouldn't biphobia be like you hate bisexual people? Am I reading that yeah, wrong? Yeah, kind of seems like kind of sounds like she hates bisexual people. But that, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. It's not that she hates them. It's that being in a relationship with someone who like has a wider array of potential sexual partners scares her because she's an insecure person. That's what it is. Like it's not biphobia. It's 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 weird that she even concerned herself that her partner is out there. She in her mind, her partner's out there looking for more sexual partners. Well, in the partner's mind, she's like, I'm in a relationship. I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm just being yeah, but, a relationship. But that, doesn't, but that doesn't make it biphobia. That's just insecurity. Yeah. It's a biphobia. That, it's, a, it's, it's an insecurity that leans biphobic in how she st- in, the, in the words she used. I'll allow for this, and uh, that's okay to say. And uh, that's jacked up, man. It's fucked up to, to, to be like be that kind of person. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't do that to, to anybody. Like, bro, you got to, you know, anyway. Uh, hey, OP, I know biphobia is the shit, is shit and sticks with you, but you really just have to find the right person. I'm bi and trans, female to male. And after trial and error, I'm in a committed relationship and so happy with someone who genuinely, genuinely understands their aspect, non-binary, so they, them pronouns for them, please. I don't think you need to add that to this conversation. I just really don't. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad you stuck to your ground and got out there as fast as you could. Stay safe. Uh, this person says, as a lesbian, I don't get it either. Both times I've been cheated on, it's been by lesbians. So I can't see where a bisexual would be any more likely to cheat than any other shitty person who would cheat. Biphobia is so gross. So whatever, whatever. These people, as you can see, like I said, I'm glad oh, she she did what she would. This was the revelation this person needed to break up with this person who was real shitty. Just and, and, and box, you are one hundred percent right. Super insecure, but insecure in a way that it, that it becomes uh, it, it's no longer a possible good vibe to be had from it. You know? Yeah, this person like, shouldn't be in a relationship. They need to fix themselves before they can be in a relationship with anyone. Because if you go into a relationship, you can't trust the other person to even go to the grocery store alone. That's not a healthy relationship. Correct. Like you, you have done your brain a disservice with that kind of uh, with that kind of process. So it's sad. It's sad that that, that, that it came down to that. But uh, there you go, man. We, we've am I'd. We've asshole. We got that's some uh, thing, ideas. That's one thing I've always wondered about, like celebrities. When like there's a celebrity that like it's been like you know quote unquote reported, like the news has gotten out there about like infidelity, like Tristan Thompson. Yeah. How, what is it about Chloe that she can't stop going back to that dude? And I'm not, I don't want, I'm not necessarily looking to discuss this, the ideology and the psychology of it all, but I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. It's like, you know, he's cheated multiple times. Yeah. Why would you want to be in a relationship with a person who's cheated multiple times? And this, I'm just using that as an example for everybody. Like, when you know that someone else, they weren't able to control themselves and respect a relationship. What makes you think they're gonna do it with you? <laughs> yeah, because well, oftentimes people think, well, maybe I can change them. Maybe I'm something different enough than everybody else that can make this this not work that way. And 
you can't help. I mean, that's you can't help people. people the brain is a fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. It's just it just is, man. It's like you can't you can't help that. I I, I bet I w- I would not doubt. I'm not saying this is that I, I know this because I don't. I would not doubt that Tristan Thompson Thomas whatever is a, is a good dad. Like he does right by his kid. And that's probably a very attractive uh, uh, feature, mm. and 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 she could probably be like, but we could be a family, you know what I'm saying? And he's a couple kids away be. from being Sean Kemp level. He's got three baby mamas now. No, that Sean we know Kemp. of. Sean Kemp got like ten kids. He ate a couple. <laughs> Sean Kemp got way more kids than that. I thought Sean Kemp had like seven. I thought Dwight Howard passed him in the in the in the, in the rankings. Did Dwight Howard have two kids born on the same day by two different women? I I don't know about that. He was extra fertile that week. I I want you to know if you t- if you type into Google how many kids does Sean Kemp have. Seven. The answer, the answer Google gives you, is two. Sean Kemp Jr. and Jason Kemp. But the first story says you won't believe how many kids Sean Kemp has fathered. <laughs> if you scroll down to that, it says Sean Kemp has fathered seven kids, nailed six it. women. Seven Damn. kids with six women. I know my, I know my Rain Man trivia. <laughs> but um. Dwight Howard only has five, so Sean Kemp still wins. Man, I thought I thought Dwight Howard was like approaching digits. Maybe I'm maybe, no, no, maybe no, I'm no, confusing no, it with Nick Cannon. If you type how many kids does Dwight Howard have, Google says one. But if you scroll down, guess what? The, guess what the first story is. You won't believe how many kids Dwight Howard. Has. <laughs> so it's the same site, just like you won't believe. Dwight Howard has five kids with five women. So, there you go. Just give a sec to me. I owe Dwight Howard an apology. (laughs) Uh, Pull a drink and start hot saucing up your your, your condoms. (laughs) Okay, so Sean Kemp has seven kids with six women. Mike Tyson has eight children with unknown amount of women. Muhammad Ali has nine children with five women. Willie Anderson has nine children with seven women. Jason Caffey has ten children with eight women. I don't know who Jason Caffey is. I don't know who half these people are. I don't know what the other dude was before that. Travis Henry has 11 children with ten women. Evander Holyfield has 11 children with six women. George Foreman has 12 children, two adopted with four women. Antonio Cromarty has 12 children with eight women. Calvin Murphy has 14 children with nine women. And he's the number one on that list. Calvin Murphy, 14 children with nine women. Sheesh. Which none of those dudes have nothing on the Duggars. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, the Duggars, you know, they make uh, pedophiles, so who fucking cares? <laughs> I mean, I'm not... <laughs> the dad didn't... Yes, the dad made a, a, a pedophile, yes. But he did, I, I'm quite sure he didn't go out trying to make a pedophile. He's like, tonight, baby, I'm putting a pedophile in you. He didn't do that. Can you imagine being, like, at the playground, watching all the kids play, and, like... Seeing all the different kids interacting, and it's like there's like the athletic one and the the artsy one and the one that's like the negotiator, and then you like you got the pedophile one. Oh my god! I, I, my, I hope to God not. It's my pedo baby. I love him. I would think like obviously I'm not a, a parent, but I would think like a parent's biggest one of their fears besides you know their, something happened to their kid is like their kid being some sort of like murderer or rapist or something. Like, I don't think, like, anyone would want to be like, oh, that's my baby on TV. Oh, that's my baby on TV. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would really suck to have a, a kid who's a, a psychopath or a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but both of us are because we watched T yawn and we didn't yawn, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame it on being on a video call. In a room, who knows what would have occurred. Uh, in the realm of video gamery, have you guys been playing anything? Just my mobile games. I haven't... I played Call of Duty... Uh, um, uh, Tuesday? Monday? Tuesday? Monday? For, like, uh, but that came, for me, is such shit right now. The graphics don't load well, and... I don't like the map, and... Like, I was having problems the other night where, like, the, I was going into the map and shit. Like, it just was not a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. I've been playing um, some some games on my phone as well. But um, um, I think the game is called Stray Dogs or something like that I, I played a little bit of. Sleeping Dogs? No, Stray Dogs. I don't know. I ain't hip to Stray Dogs. Hold on. Let me grab it real quick. Um, I did watch... Uh, in full in one sitting the uh, latest season of Cobra Kai yeah and that show just keeps getting better and better how interesting uh, IGN uh, gave that this latest season uh, a middling review I would say it's called Watch Dog Legions well IGN's tripping because this latest season of Cobra Kai was awesome Fair, fair enough in that regard yeah, I had to stop watching that. I mean, the other day um, I was watching like uh, when it started, and it, they um, they put this like new little black kid in, and yeah. um, that little he was acting like his acting was so bad I had to turn it off. <laughs> it, it he he plays like an important part near the end. I figure he paid like to, to add just a random little black kid in, and then they keep on focusing on him. I know he had to play a part. He's connected. But, but, connected? <laughs> kinda, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, but the fact of the matter is, it's like I'm a black guy, and when you see another black character in the show, and when it's the black character in the show is like, like, uh, like with Stranger Things, man, that first season with that little black kid, 
Man, that shit was rough. I hated that little dude in that show. And it made me not like the show as much. Same thing with this dude. His terrible acting really pissed me off so bad. That The one scene where like um, he in the bathroom and he getting scared. I'm like, come on, man. Fuck up, little dude. Goddamn. <laughs> and I, like, I just had to stop watching. I, I'll probably pick it back up because I, I, I like the show overall. But like, there's only like two black people on the whole show. And like... I, I, w- I would like for them to be at least interesting characters. One is like, you know, an older black kid, and he really don't do much. He have a line like every other like every other show. Most times he just sitting in the background with his arms crossed. Then we had this, this little black kid, and he's like, you know, getting scared because everybody picking on him and shit. I was like, man, this shit is hurting my heart. I can't watch this right now. <laughs> fair, fair points, fair enough. Uh, I've been I've been I've been gaming kind of hard. Uh, I beat Halo's campaign. Real, real happy with that. Real happy with how that wrapped up as well. So uh, good on that. I beat the Gunk, which is a game that's on Game Pass. It's, uh, it's I enjoyed it. Plus, you know, what I'm saying it's, it comes a part of the service. Uh, the Gunk is probably you probably beat that in about uh, four or five hours if you are uh, at all interested in that. It's also on PC Game Pass as well. So if you got if you're a Game Pass subscriber, check out the Gunk. It's pretty good. And today, <laughs> I, I beat for the first time since I was a child. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Fall of the Foot Clan on the on the from for the Game Boy, <laughs> and uh, I did finish that entire game today. And I was like, "Yeah, you did. That's all right by me, sir." I've been playing my analog pocket pocket a lot. Of uh, uh, they they have a uh, they the internet has basically discovered ways of uh, getting uh, ROMs on there by uh, doing some hack work to them and it's very light hack work so like literally it's automated at this point so I've been adding a lot of other games to it and so today was the first time I actually hooked it up to my TV and played it because it has a dock that it can output and that was a that was very delightful uh, uh, Grand Crew I watched. I told y'all to watch Grand Crew Grand Crew uh, uh, was, was very funny I enjoyed that episode a lot have, have you, um, I noticed that you weren't online today when have you been watching Abbott Elementary I have not, and I actually want to get down and watch that because I love Quincy. Oof. So, I I do love Grand Crew. Abbott Elementary is so fucking funny, like so funny, and Janelle James on that, like she it like it's kind of like um, you know, like the Office setup, like it's a documentary. Yeah, but she is definitely the Dwight of the show. She is so fucking funny. Nice. Um, Janelle is James sh- also. Is that the show I've been seeing the ads on YouTube where it's like the black principal lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. and Janelle James is the black principal lady. She also has a um, currently uh, um, uh, a half an hour on Netflix, yeah, which is really funny it, too. It looked like a funny show from the ads I saw. Yeah. So, so between that and this Cat Denning show, man, they might be dragging trying to drag me into a Hulu view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Quinta Brunson, who, who, who is the star of that show, but also like uh, writes on that show. Uh, she also has uh, ooh, what's the old girl's name? Another a former Buzzfeeder uh, writes on that show. A lot, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people I fuck with right now are writing and producing shows in Hollywood, and I and I'm, and I'm down with it, which is why I like Grand Crew, and it's why I like, uh, which is why I, I'm certain I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy uh, Abbott Elementary. I think I'm, like I said, I'm off for the next few days. It's a perfect time to sit down and get caught up on shit like that there, and I and I certainly I most certainly will. 
Uh, I'm caught up on Bubba Fett. Um, this week's episode was a little... I can see it setting me up for some stuff in the future, but it was kind of eh. And yeah, when you I, only I got... When you, I have to watch yesterday's, but other, I've seen the first two. When you only got six episodes, I can't have you give me an eh episode. I need everybody. I need everybody hitting on all cylinders. You got to be on you know all cylinders. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's I'm, where I'm at with that. I'm be honest. For the most part, so far, I've been kind of like, eh. Yeah, this week, this one in particular, it's like it's it's fine. Like, but it's like I waited a year for this shit, and so far, it's like I've gotten a lot of like backstory, and like I don't really care all that much. Yeah, it's like uh, the best part about that shit was uh, that Pat Oswalt from a, a clip from a uh, yeah, Parks and Rec about him. So, yeah, I, I would have liked to they really like take that uh, from. I mean, obviously it was word for word, pretty much. But yeah. like, I wonder um, did they talk to the writers of Park and Rec about that? Well, John Favreau is who writes this series is the lead on this on this on this situation and. Uh, my man Happy Hogan from the Marvel movies, if y'all didn't know. And uh You so it, money, it, you don't, it, don't even know how money you are. Fuck see, real was no. Real was no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh I got the feeling that he that that was that was probably intentional. And I wouldn't doubt if uh if him and Patton are, are tight like that, you know what I'm saying? So that that that's kinda that's been that that was a fun little happenstance for that show. Otherwise, Boba Fett is. Uh, I'm. I'll, I'll watch it because you know I fuck with it, I, and it's only Star Wars I'm getting for the time being. So why not? But yeah, but uh, they announced the, uh, the the new hot sauce line for Hot Ones today. Yeah, I'm like cool. Good to get to see that Hot Ones comes back next week. And I'm, I swear, Drake has to be on this season of Hot Ones. He has to be. He has to be. Has to be after this hot sauce kind of thing. And then like. They they gotta straight face it and not mention it the whole time. That would be fantastic, especially if they can get a condom brand to uh, sponsor the episode. Yeah, by Durex, that would be dope. Yes. Oh, sir, may that happen. <laughs> and if they, and if they don't do it for real, um, SNL got to do it. Yeah, yeah, that 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 could be a good skit. because they already did Beyonce. All right, there you go, people. That is, that has been a program. We have given you a, a complete and full episode. Uh, shout out to the real ODP. Who, like I said, uh, had an emergency, had to, had to dip out on us. That, that is what it is some days. Happens to the best of us. Uh, but you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It stays crunchy. Please subscribe to our Twitch channel. It stays crunchy and milk. And follow us over on Twitter at SkinPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Uh, for the more patient amongst you, you know, saying if you feel like you want to reach out, uh, hit us on email. It's a podcast at stagerunchingmilk.com. Uh, yeah, that'd be dope. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, got a few bucks tossed away, feel free to join us over on Patreon. Remember, it's at the five, $5 and above tier. Get extra content each month and early access to new shows. We've also have merch available over at tpublic.com slash user slash stagerunchingmilk, all one word. If you know some designers who are looking for some design work, uh, send them our way by that same email address I gave you earlier. I would like to add some more designs to our uh, T Public shop. So, designers, artists, whoever people people you think get the get get what we doing over here, 
have them holler at us and uh we'll we will we will uh, holler in turn. Uh feel free to give us a call 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Uh that's Tatum 216. Goodbye. Good night. Right. Good luck. That's Lushbox 2099. Bing bong. Go check yeah. out his eBay store. Hey yeah, yo! You, you might find Watch something Bobby to fuck with. <laughs> Don't ever disrespect me looking like a looking like a bottle of spoiled milk. That shit is so fucking funny, man. <laughs> Don't ever disrespect me. You make me laugh every time, man. That's my shit. Um uh, I am the Interstate Seven Thirteen. You've just been podcasting and know you loved it. Peace. Hey, what happened to you? You used to be beautiful.